Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Let's get the pumping. Does anyone really care? I know Clip said he, he packed us in, so I'm just glad that I can prove Clip on. So know your role. If you a star, be a star. If you a role player, you be the best damn role player there is. It's going to be fun. We in, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to be screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville. 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. Also online, PR927FM.com. And if you want to watch the show and be a part of the show, you can comment on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We are streaming there here on this Monday. Got Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, the big dog, Glenn Griffin, Troy D, all hands on deck on today's show. We got a big show on tap. We'll go inside the Players' Lounge and talk to a, some guys that received some accolades today. East Carolina pitcher Ryder Giles, Pirate center fielder Bryson Worrell, Pirate pitcher C.J. Mayhew, also Zach Agnos, all receiving honors from the league today as the league awards came out. We'll talk to them live in Clearwater, Florida. So we got all that coming up. Also, former Pirate pitcher Tyler Smith going to join us in the Pirate Radio studios in hour number three. So a packed show here on a Monday, Troy D. And we'll also welcome in for the first time uh, to Pirate Radio here at our studios, the head basketball coach of the East Carolina Pirates, Mike Schwartz, joins us today on the program. Coach, great to see you. Appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate you, Clip. Troy, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We've been on a roll the past few Mondays, Clip. Uh, two Mondays ago, we had Coach Houston on. Last yep. Monday, we had uh, Coach Cliff Godwin on. This Monday, Coach Schwartz on. So uh, we hit the trifecta, as they say, in the uh, horse racing industry. But, uh, Coach, great to see you. Uh, we appreciate your time joining us. Our first in-studio visit. First of all, how have you acclimated to Greenville. How are things going for you? It's been awesome. It really has been fantastic, Troy. Uh, just getting acclimated to the city, the university, just everything that comes with it. It's just really been a good first two months here so far. We talked before about, you know, the the change from coming from Tennessee and, and not being, you were familiar with a lot of the people here, but maybe not as much with the city. Uh, what's been the biggest surprise for you to start off from Greenville or East Carolina? You know, I, I don't know if I would call it a surprise, but what I did hear about coming into it when when I came here was just the passion that everyone had about this university and not just the basketball program or the football program or athletics in general just the passion about ECU and I think you and I spoke a little bit about it uh, early on when I got here and you know what so I wouldn't call it a surprise but it's really been fantastic to feel it as opposed to hearing it I mean just being whether it's be out in the community or just moving around campus you just can really feel this genuine connection with, uh, with the university. And you've been on the barbecue tour some the Armada you've met a lot of the folks in the Pirate Nation and uh, kind of getting a taste of what's out there. So I guess what type of feedback are you getting from folks? You know, I, I think I would say it is a good excitement. And, you know, but we're, we're, we're 0-0. You know, we, have, we haven't lost a game yet, and I think the excitement is uh, – but but it's genuine, I think, whether it be through recruiting, whether it's through uh, the guys that are returning. Uh, I think football has brought so much excitement into what the next season looks like for ECU athletics, what baseball is doing right now. So, honestly, uh, we're just trying to ride that wave right now and take us into the summer. 
saw you at a uh, baseball game a couple weekends ago, I believe, and uh, uh, you were doing a little recruiting uh, while there at a baseball game. So how about that synergy between different programs at a university? Do you believe that all that can kind of come together? One can build off each other? A hundred percent. I've been a part of it at a lot of different universities, and I think it's critical. And I think, uh, you know, they, ha- they have that saying, when, when, the, when the tide rises, all boats rise together. And so, you know, it's been fantastic so far meeting all the coaches and all the different staff around being able to be a part of going to baseball games and see what Coach Godwin's doing with the team right now. They're playing their best ball this season, headed into postseason. Uh, on these armadas that Troy was referring to, spending time with uh, with Coach Houston, who has been so great to my family and I. So I think all those things go hand in hand, and I'm just excited to be a part of that pirate group. Coach Schwartz uh, joining us for the first time inside the studios here as we open up PRL all exclusively on Pirate Radio. Season kicks off this winter for a coach as a uh, ECU Pirate head coach and uh, his first head coaching gig. Are you, are you nervous, first of all, to finally be a uh, head coach here? I mean, I know it's something most assistants want to be. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I'm not sure if I would use the word nervous. Uh, I definitely think about it often, uh, but I thought about it often prior to this as well. And obviously there will be adversity that that will be in front of us as we come and how we adjust to it and what happens so i I don't know if i would use the word nervous but definitely very excited and uh just just anxious to to get to it speaking of adversity that's something you faced uh as soon as you took this job you have to have uh two components to have a season one is players and two is opponents uh you had to retain players the best of your ability that uh were you know not knowing who you were and in this day and age of the transfer portal so easy to leave and then you had to uh, work on scheduling too i believe there were some holes in the in the the schedule so let's discuss both those first of all the process of trying to retain players and then the process of also trying to get teams to uh play East Carolina? Well, on on the roster front, really, Troy, going into it, I kind of knew how it would look. I mean, we had 11 guys when we got here. There were 14 players on the roster. One, they had 14 last year because it was a, a COVID senior. When we got here, there were 11. So two graduated and one decided to exhaust his eligibility to move on prior to us ever stepping foot in Greenville. We had 11 when we got here. And even prior to stepping on campus, I knew what that spring would look like. And it would be, honestly, it would be a rigorous uh, four weeks of workouts that was mostly conditioning-based and find out who wanted to be a pirate, who wanted to have two feet in here right now. And by the end of the spring, by the allotted workout time, we ended up, there was five guys left. And so that was the retention process. Uh, it's not a negative thing. It's not a negative for the guys that left. It's not a negative for our current roster. It's what's best for the university, the program, and it's what's best for those student athletes that decided to find other homes. And some of them have found really good places and we're happy for them. So that was the roster piece. And that put us in a position to have to fill eight roster spots. And I'm sure we'll talk about that as we move mm-hmm. forward. The scheduling piece, it would just be more challenging because you don't have a, a vision or a blueprint that you know is going to work as you decide to put games in uh, together, I should say. Every season is different. Sometimes there's more games slotted for the following year. Sometimes there's less. The transfer portal, funny enough, has made it more difficult to schedule because a lot of teams are waiting because they want to know what rosters are going to look like, not only their own roster, but what opponents' rosters are going to look like. So it kind of played hand-in-hand and and made it a good thing because there's still many teams out there looking. But we filled it nicely. Uh, And again, you cannot put this plan where it's going to work the same for scheduling every year. We're just going to try from here forward to try and have as much set up moving forward so you're not at the end of one year trying to fill a whole nother 
season non-conference wise the next right you got a guy in Luigi Debo who seems to be a, a team first guy and somebody that the other guys can go to and talk to if they don't want to talk to a coach one of those type of players how about RJ Felton Brandon Johnson Javon Small all young players got some playing time last year trying to grow as uh, as basketball players what were the, the conversations like with those guys in particular well I mean we, we approached everybody the same when we got here we met one time via Zoom then we met one time in person as a team, and then we had a lot of individual meetings. And the guys you just mentioned, and you could throw Winston Tabs in that group, yeah. and David Kasange, one of the walk-ons in that group, all, honestly, Clip, have been awesome when it comes to providing a leadership and provi- for each other. Because it's not easy, and it's not those, you know, it's really a difficult situation for them in that transition, and I understand it fully. But they all bought in, they put two feet in, they came in to do what our vision was and trying to execute our vision on the court in the limited workouts we had, but also what we do off the court, which was, honestly speaking, more important. What is gonna our program going to stand for off the court? So those five guys, and then you throw David in there making six, they really... They, they provided great leaderships amongst themselves and also communication with the staff and I about how we want to do things. So I was real, real proud and commend those guys. You mentioned you had about eight slots to fill. What um, were you looking for in those type of players? What type of order are you looking for in any type of player that you want to play in your program? And what um, your expectations of the players? And there was something else I was going to add, and I just had a senior. We well, can just go one at a time. Yeah, well, why don't we just start there? What, <laughs> well, what were you? Oh, I know what it was. What are you selling them on? Like with East Carolina, because you're new here. Yeah. Uh, East Carolina basketball doesn't have the you know the richest history. There have been some moments. Fair to but, say. Uh, so what what type of player are you looking for, and what are you trying to sell them on? Well. Of those three, the first part, what kind of players are we looking for? And honestly, and this is really what the staff and I do, we look at the four areas, character, competitiveness, work ethic, and humility. And we really do run by each four of those characteristics to say, do they fit here? And if all four of those fit, that's the very first thing we need to look at. So number one, we say, what are we looking for? We want high character guys when that's going to be, it's a non-negotiable for us, and that doesn't matter if it's staff or players. Then you look at those middle two criteria, work ethic and competitiveness. Um, For me personally, and for our staff to feel like we have the right fit of players, we need guys that are really competitive and that want to work hard beyond practice. That's going to be, I I will struggle with guys that don't have a good work ethic. Uh, Laziness is something that is difficult for me to coach. Not that there won't be times where you got to help guys. That's what we're about. But we we have enough time to uh, invest into finding out do guys have this built in prior to them arriving here. And then the last piece is humility. And and again, that's a little bit further, a longer definition, but we want a real confident team, Troy, but you have to do it with great humility because it's great confidence and people with great confidence that is too much starts to become ego. And we got to be a team where ego is not an issue in our locker room. So those would be the four things that we really want in a player aside from skill and talent mm-hmm. and all the obvious things. Then you talk about the next, what is our expectation and what are we selling? Mm-hmm. Well, the expectation is we're going to need new guys to play. And so I think that goes hand in hand in what we're selling is that there's great opportunity here. And there's something special about coming in with the new staff and coming in where everybody's coming in with the same vision together. And we're all coming in to set a new standard together. And, there, you know, it's also a challenge, 
But I think for young players, and, and I think as it has been talked about before, we've decided to go that route, the developmental route, the young player route. We did not live in the portal and take a bunch of older guys and try and piece it together that way. Our vision, our blueprint is to do it with young guys that want to be here for two, three, four years. And we're going to work at doing that. But with that comes great opportunity early. And we hope that the young guys are going to be ready to step in uh, this season. You've been able to bring in a ton of guys in a very short amount of time, and they're from all over the world. And I know as we move along, you're going to make connections with the coaches in eastern North Carolina, across North Carolina, across this region. How about that as far as, I mean, we got Farmville Central in the backyard, Kinston, South Central down the road have had great players, great teams. How much have you been able to, to see the resources you have around eastern North Carolina? Clip, were you, were you traveling around with us when we went to all those schools? Were, I, I was not. Was no. I not paying attention? You were in there with us? <laughs> He's like your spirit animal. Yeah. Um, all, I assume those would be good spots to, to, to hit, though. Well, I'll tell you this. All three spots that you just mentioned, our whole coaching staff has already been at every one of those schools and met with their coaches. And I am very familiar and versed with eastern part of this state and eastern North Carolina in terms of the great basketball talent. But I said this on day one in my press conference that I believe there's, there's a reason this is called the Hoop State. Uh, this has got the best high school basketball and prep basketball and AAU basketball in the country, in, in our opinion. And we are going to do everything we can to want to have kids and coaches be a part uh, of ECU. Now, with that being said, getting the uh, head coaching position here late March, moving into April into the recruiting period, the combination of figuring out what the roster was going to look like, the amount of scholarships, plus having to fill it with the way we wanted to in terms of younger guys, high school guys, guys with multiple years eligibility, it was not going to be realistic to sure. go in and get five, six, seven guys from this state. Yeah. But we feel very fortunate with Ezra Osar that we have one, and we are really excited about the 23, 24 classes and beyond, really wanting to keep people from the eastern part of the state, but the whole state in general that want to take pride in coming to ECU, hopefully. Coach Mike Schwartz joining us in studio. He's your new ECU men's basketball coach. And uh, Coach, I'm, I'm dating myself with this question a little bit because I go back to the late 80s starting here in East Carolina. And when I started here, it was wooden bleachers that pulled out uh, into the old Minji's Coliseum. And fans that were here back then will remember uh, how it used to look. Uh, maybe not the fanciest arena back then, and there was no pra- indoor practice. There was no, well, there was no basketball practice facility. Uh, the locker rooms were, I think, just a glorified restroom. It's come a long way from where it used to be. How are ECU's facilities, though, now ranking with other schools that you're competing against in recruiting and what you're hearing on the road? Well, a couple things. N- number one is it's kind of nostalgic listening to you talk about the 80s and, and what Menjis was like. I think about when I went to MacArthur Court when I was at Long Beach State, and that's where Oregon used to play. And they had a... Uh, arena coliseum with all wood and bleach it felt it, it felt like you were in the old boston garden mm-hmm. the old one and it was so loud and there, there was a character about it and so y- yes there's been improvements but i still like that we have got that feel in terms of in the coliseum um the next thing you talk about facilities facilities are always 
it's an ever upgrading. It's it's almost a winless uh, competition you're in in college athletics. It, that's just the reality. It's of an it. arms race that it, never it, ends. It, it's always going. It's yeah. always going. The minute you feel like you have the best, you don't because someone else has the best. Right. So what we have to do is we have to do what's best for the university, for this athletic department, and say, hey, let's make sure that our basketball facilities, whether it be for more than just recruiting, for your current guys. You want your current guys to have the best, the current student-athletes at ECU for all sports. We want to give them the best so that they take a great amount of pride in being successful and being student-athletes here. And then as we do that, obviously performance and what we do on the court and, and the success we can have, hopefully that builds to getting better and better. And then it's almost like a snowball. Recruiting starts to play a big piece in that. So now in recruiting, the stuff we have against other schools in the American and even other schools that may be in the Power Five, we have stuff that is on the same tier. Speaking of which, how do you handle the NIL situation? I know this time last year, everything was new. A lot of people didn't know what was going on. Now everyone seems, oh, wow, this thing's really been weaponized, especially yep. in many schools when it comes to recruiting. Uh, football and basketball are obviously the big players. They're the big money sports for most schools. So they're the ones, and those are the athletes getting most of the NIL deals and, yep. the, and the finances. How do you handle that here at East Carolina? Yeah, great question, Troy. And here was our approach. We wanted to take a steadfast approach going into it in our first season here. And this is the approach we took. It was going to have zero to do with recruiting. And all eight guys that we signed, absolutely, NIL was not talked about one time in terms of what we have at the university, what is potentially, if you come here, this is the NIL stuff, which we know is going around being talked about everywhere. And there's nothing wrong with it. But here's what we set, kind of this mindset that we said, until we get our first roster together and we can attack NIL for the current ECU student athletes in our program. So the 13 guys that are on scholarship and potentially two to three walk-ons until we can look at those guys and say, hey, you guys all have a fair game to go out there and earn NIL. We did not want to use NIL to help anyone. Not help is the wrong word, but to uh, just to make it more appealing that, that we're a university or we're a program that you should come to because of this. Mm-hmm. Once it's established here within our roster, then it becomes what all the student athletes across the country wanted. It's fair game. Market value, guys on the team, every sport goes through it. Certain guys will make more than others. Certain Mm -hmm. guys may make a lot. Some guys make none. But that is once they're on roster here. Then moving forward, as you know, the NCAA is doing a lot right now with just trying to figure out how they open this Pandora's box. They open the floodgates. Now they're seeing if they can shrink it a little bit so we'll see what that takes and how it plays into recruiting but to be totally honest with you i think we have a great opportunity here i think this community and the people that support this university want ecu student athletes to have the very best and experience the best but we didn't use it in any recruiting in this first class we want to get our roster established and then we'll move forward did it hurt at all did you have any players go well this school's offering me x amount of dollars if i come and that was a deciding factor or was it not an issue well i'm thankful that it didn't hurt us did that conversation come up absolutely did we hear that within the recruiting process we did now remember we also have three international players so three international players, they're not eligible for NIL. So three of our players, it was a non-factor for. And the other five that have committed, yeah, we heard that in some of the conversations, but that's normal. It's no different than all the things you hear in recruiting that mm-hmm. we've all hear at different levels. It just was, uh, 
I'll tell you exactly what we told them. If NIL is the reason you want to come to ECU right now, then you should probably look at the other universities that are recruiting you because right now that's not what we are saying is the reason you want to be here. Not saying it can't be really good once you get here, and hopefully it will be, but I was very honest with them. It's not established yet for us here, so that cannot be the reason you do or don't come here. Mike Schwartz joining us, Coach. Despite this being your first head coaching job, you already have a brand because your name is synonymous with defense, and that's that's all we heard when you came in. Now, that doesn't mean you can't score because turnovers lead to points and missed shots leads to transition and all that, but your philosophy overall, why, why is defense and Mike Schwartz, why do they go hand-in-hand hand together? You know, Clip, there's probably a number of reasons why that is. I mean, one is my background with playing for Coach Barnes as a player and as a young coach, and He's a very defensive-minded coach. Uh, so I, I established a lot of who I was. But beyond that is this. You just you alluded to it, too, is that we, and I really believe this, strong defense can help your offense. Strong defense leads directly to points. I mean, it's part of the game. Yeah. Steals, deflections, blocks, those lead directly to the most efficient way of scoring, which is transition basketball. Great offense does not directly lead to getting stops. It helps because the other team has taken the ball out. Your half-court defense is set. Emotionally and energy-wise, whether it's the building or your own players, they may play a little better on defense because the ball's going through the hoop on our end. But the truth about it is defense can lead directly to scoring points. So it can be the front, it could be the front gate of your offense. And so that's a big reason technically why we really believe in defense because it can help our offense. And again, that there's so many things that go into that answer, but uh, another piece is just we believe in a mentality of not allowing the offense to be comfortable. And it's hard to sit back and allow offense just to move the ball the way they want. So we're going to do everything we can not to, but it leads to offense, good defense. And is that like a, a Nolan Richardson 40 minutes of hell? I mean, could it is it zone? Is it man? Is it everything? Does it is it everything encapsulated into one? If, if we had to categorize it right here, right now, it would be the full-court man-to-man defense. It's not running around trapping, and it's not, I wouldn't call it uh, Coach Richardson's scheme uh, of that kind of pressing, because that was a press-oriented mm-hmm. defense. and had. But it will obviously have some uh, heat points like we call throughout the court, in the front court and in the back court. But the best way to describe it will be a full-court man-to-man defense where the ball, ball pressure is really premium in it. Right now, we're uh, getting on the cusp of summer here. What's your schedule like? You know, you got uh, the summer to get through. How, what are the rules nowadays with the NCAA as far as workouts and how much interaction you can have with the players? I know a lot of that's changed where it used to be you couldn't do anything right. with them. Now, so you can uh, run some kind of formal practices, I guess, or a little bit, or at least have interaction uh, yeah. on the court with the players. What are the rules? What is the schedule like going for the next few months now? Yeah, no, great question. So we have two guys here right now. We have Quentin DeBunger and Jaden Walker here. They started summer school last week so they're here for summer one they're working out voluntarily in the gym they're working out voluntarily in the weight room the whole team will report for summer training camp on june 11th we'll have a team meeting that night june 11th and then we'll begin our you you're allotted eight weeks of summer workouts you get an eight-week time frame so we'll have the whole team here starting basically june 12th and we'll get eight weeks of workouts the NCAA regulates the hours to four hours on the court and four hours uh, in the weight room conditioning, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you have an eight-hour out-of-season 
uh, work week. So we'll get a chance over eight weeks when they all arrive. And, and honestly, which I got to imagine that's crucial for you. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, you and I were talking before we got on the air today. It's what I'm the most excited about right now. Uh, outside of my family getting here next week. Yeah. <laughs> it, when the whole team arrives, uh, really looking forward to us getting on that court that first week. It may take a few days, to be honest with Detroit, because of physicals and, and medical kind of protocol and stuff before they can all get on the court. But I would say midweek that whether it's the 13th or so, 14th, 15th, in that week, we'll start team practices and we will get eight weeks of trying to put this thing together. So that's a big piece of it. Let's get to know Mike Schwartz a little bit. Uh, you mentioned your family. for folks. So a lot of folks might be hearing you for the first time. They might have missed your press conference and uh, haven't heard you yet. Uh, I got to compliment you. It was the most epic Zoom I was ever on when they announced you uh, officially that day. Well, well, Troy, Troy, I got something for you that you don't even know. You ready for this? What's that? Guess who I was staring at for my whole press conference. Who's that? You. Wow. Oh, God. How did you last that long? No wonder you wanted to stay so, on it so, so long. It, 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 was, it, was, it was Really? Really. What, did it get stuck I, or something? I was in so, the hotel room uh-huh. in Indianapolis. Because I only asked one question. That was like 30 I, minutes I had, into I it. had you the whole time wow, on my screen. God. And it, we set it up. We had put a desk. Glad I didn't do anything stupid. We put a desk. And I'll be honest <laughs> with you, we put a trash can and we put the computer on top. And we had it set up. And, and the SID at uh, Tennessee helped me do it and get uh-huh. it all set up. Light it looked properly. good, yeah. Well, Troy, and, I told you when Shaq was here, you, you're a great you know, welcome committee yeah. guy. Well, and well, you welcome Coach Schwartz. He did. It was, it so, was, yeah. I was talking to you the whole time. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, it just happened to be the way the Zoom was. Uh-huh. The screen had you on it the whole time. That is really crazy. Wow. And you were on mine. Well, there you go. So we're you got a lot of viruses on that computer <laughs> now. Coach. Yeah, you may, may want to let the IT department check that one out. Uh, that is funny, man. Uh, but it was a lot. I mean, it was good stuff. I, I, I ended up, I was like, I've never heard a coach that enthusiastic, you know, fired up, you know, just over a Zoom call. You know, you had a lot to say. It was all you. It was <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what? I I appreciate you saying that. It means a lot. And and you know what? The two words you used, in enthusiastic and, and really just excited about it, I really was. And yeah, that was, I mean, uh, I think it came through. I was very excited excited about what we had going uh, in terms of getting ready for our next day. We were getting ready to play Longwood. But again, this is the opportunity of a lifetime, Troy. And I know that. And I, I said, the first thing I said, this is a dream come true to do this and uh, to be, have a chance to be the head head coach here. And so uh, it really feels that way. And, and you know what? It feels no different uh, today. It feels exactly the same. It probably tenfold because now we've got the wheels in motion a little bit. Clip, we only got a few more minutes. I do want to, and you jump in on this too, Clip, if you want. I want it. We love to do get to know people, especially you're, you're newer here. So I uh, wanted to quickly learn about your family. Uh, you said they're coming in uh, soon, next week or yeah. so. Uh, tell us about your family real quick uh, and, and your kids. Yeah, well, awesome. Uh, Sam, my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter, she's here with me now. She was able to pull some strings at her school. And two weeks ago on Mother's Day, I went back to see uh, my, my wife, Stephanie, and my other daughter, Sydney, and went back. And she was able to finish school up pretty quickly. So she came back. So she's been with here with me for two weeks. And it's been fantastic. Honestly, Troy, she's been traveling all around the state with me on these armadas. She's met so many people. And so it's been a real memorable experience having oh, yeah. her here with me. And then I'll go back next week and I'll bring back my wife, Stephanie, and my older daughter, uh, Sydney, who's 15. And we'll come back. And, and I'm honestly really looking forward to all four of us being in Greenville together. Uh, as much as excitement as I have had and been able to experience so far. I can't wait till they get a chance to, to feel it too. All right, favorite color? Purple. There you go. Favorite movie? Rocky Four. Favorite song? Eye of the Tiger, Rocky Four. All right. <laughs> favorite TV show? Seinfeld. 
Favorite food to eat? New York style pizza. Favorite NFL team? Seattle Seahawks. Beach or mountains? Beach. Good call. Pool or lake? Pool. Good call. Uh, Clip, you want to jump in? Favorite Seinfeld character? George. Costanza. Gotta be. (laughs) I have a question. I thought about this uh, the first time you were introduced as head coach. Says you graduated from Beverly Hills High School. The math would put that around the mid '90s. So you were were you at Beverly Hills High School while Beverly Hills 90210 was airing? And if so, like, I don't know. What, what was that like for you? Were you friends? I always with thought that was a fake place, Beverly Hills High. That's real. That's real. Wow. The the show was fake though, in terms of it was not the high school. Right. It was not anything like. But neither here nor there. Yes, I was at the school <laughs> when the show was going on. Uh, I did not partake in any viewing parties or anything of it uh, at, at all. Uh, did you know Luke? Did you ride on his motorcycle? Yeah, he was my he was my backcourt <laughs> mate. He was the shooting guard, and Brandon was the small forward of the team. You know. Yeah, I found that interesting. Wanted to <laughs> wanted to ask that one. I got Ian Zeering's uh, autograph <laughs> at the Michael Jordan Golf Classic in oh, Greenwood, North. I forgot Carolina. he was here for that. In 1993 or yeah, whatever. Wasn't, hey, wasn't he in Sharknado also? Yes. That he was. Yeah. Yeah. Back when autographs. I, I know more for Sharknado than that. <laughs> Back before the selfie, there used to be a thing called autographs, kids. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. what we used to do. A uh, lot of different stops, Coach. Miami, Fresno, uh, Tennessee, of course, with Rick Barnes. You were with Frank Haith, too, correct? Uh, mm-hmm. Tulsa. So, I don't know. What's been your favorite stop so far before getting to Greenville? You know, uh, one thing is, I'll tell you this clip, is that, you know, some people have a, they love their alma mater. And that's, like, when you graduate from a school, it's what you, in, in coaching, your alma mater quickly becomes whatever school you're at. And so. Coach Mack told me that. Th- th- that's just. They said whoever's writing the check is your favorite team. That's who it is. Yeah. You know, I, I can't barely remember where yeah. I graduated school from right now. <laughs> right. I just remember right now, I mean, obviously, like you said, prior to ECU, we, we, we know how I feel about here right now. And, but Tennessee was such a special experience to be there um, after starting my career with Coach Barnes at Texas and then always wanting to get a chance to get back in the foxhole with him and work towards hopefully winning a national championship. And we had a chance, and we felt like we were knocking on the door a couple times at Tennessee in yeah. terms of the seasons and the, getting into the NCAA tournament. So, uh, I, you know, I just I just love him so much as a, as a person and as a mentor. So to be there and, and work with him the last six years and, and to be quite frank, the, the Vol Nation and the fans there and the people and the administration, just so it really is a great place. And the passion there is one of the reasons I love it so much here is because you feel the same passion here. So Tennessee was really a great place the last six, six years. I think you'll enjoy the uh, the first home football game. Bring some some recruits in for that one. This yeah. will be packed when NC State comes to town. I can't wait. And, yeah. and you know what, being around, traveling around with Coach Houston and listening to him, he's so fired up about that game, listening to him talk uh, with the different uh, – pirate clubs all around the state has been uh has just been awesome it's got me juice for that game september 3rd coach asked me before we went on there was the best atmosphere football atmosphere i've ever had clip i had to go back oh, to the yeah. 91 season and fill them in about that and give them a little education about uh the pittsburgh game that year two-point conversion yeah. it was Jeff uh, Blake. yeah it was incredible but anyway it was a good little history lesson we were able to have well there, i can't so. wait to, to feel dowdy ficklin and i can't remember to to see menji's feel like that yeah, yeah. i know i know that place that place you can blow the roof off and it can get pretty loud in, in, Absolutely. in, that, in that building. 
Coach, uh, great talking with you today. Thank you so much for your time and for coming in studio. We've enjoyed getting to know you a little bit. Uh, We'll we'll do this again as it gets closer to the season. I would love to. This was awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Mike Schwartz joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll take a timeout. Big Hour 2 on tap with Ryder Giles, Bryson Worrell, C.J. Mayhew, and Zach Agnos. Smitty, Tyler Smith, joins us in hour number three. Also, Brian Bailey, live from Clearwater, Florida. A lot more to go on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, Troy D. Inside the Pirate Radio studios, thanks to Mike Schwartz for joining us the first 30 minutes of today's show. Energetic guy, got me fired up for some Pirate Radio. Chandler, you ready for a watch-along for basketball? kind of ready to go now oh absolutely man mike schwartz really knows how to talk doesn't he yeah he uh, got me fired up i say he he definitely says all the right things i mean he i I, there wasn't one answer that i'd be like i don't know about that like every one of them's like man that's a great answer yeah you know which like and i think he's i mean look i i you got to be able to talk the talk to walk the walk right and we got a taste of that you know when he was introduced as the head coach on that zoom call didn't know that the only person he was staring at was troy d yeah good for him that's funny and that Glad was a funny stuck story. With the job. Yeah. That was a funny story. <laughs> yeah, he came. He's like, "Let me see the room that you were in." I feel like I know it so well because I mean, his first impression. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is was it. This was the backdrop." So, Troy. Uh, so, my, so Mike Schwartz talked to us for thirty minutes today. You know what Mike Houston was doing today? This might fire you up. What's that? He was talking for over an hour to Phil Steele, and Phil Steele just said oh, yeah. his conferences are eighty to ninety percent complete right now. The American is 100% complete, so that means it's almost Phil Steele season. It is. Well, I mean, we usually wait till Phil's usually a July. A, it's a July, I believe. Yeah. Maybe I, June, maybe late we, June. We might late June, sometimes after the Whenever the mag's July. done. Yeah. But uh, I love talking to Phil Steele every year. And I guess a, he, another note on that, we have a line for ECUNC State. I saw that. That came out over the weekend. Um, that kind of got me a little juiced up. What was it? <laughs> East Carolina minus eight? That, that's uh, correct. It would be the opposite. I mean, pl- I'm sorry. Yeah. East Carolina is an yes. eight-point underdog yes. plus eight, technically. But uh, NC State, not a big surprise as a favorite. And honestly, I thought it might be more than that, the early line, which is much with as much hype as NC State's getting. Yeah. We'll see you know? uh, what it is by kickoff, but it'll probably – fluctuate think, between seven and ten points i would imagine yeah i think there'll be some movement on that so uh just a few more signs that football is on the horizon yeah which is uh which is pretty awesome uh did see this from i believe steven Igo. uh we do have a new player inside the transfer portal a db um Oh, inside the transfer portal? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the commitment that we got. Well, how about you just let me finish? Sorry. Okay. Now, that's You know what? Apology accepted. Thank you. Ray Chandler, know your role. 
clip. Go ahead. Ray Rose, East Carolina. Easy for you to say. East Carolina wide receiver, former North Carolina wide receiver, is uh, ready to make his third stop because he is it re-entered the transfer form. I, is there a right. limit i guess there, is there no limit to how many times you can transfer he's a no limit soldier i don't know if there is a limit <laughs> no seriously i wonder what the record is for like transfers for in college that you actually then go and play somewhere it's a good question three is a lot i mean are there many people that have more than three transfer but four would that be the most <sighs> well my friend that was the long snapper here at ecu he played for five different programs <laughs> in his career he just likes going to different schools and hanging and, out. Yeah. I you mean, what a year and then leave. Be like, all right, that's that, it's been real. Why Walk not? To my next stop. You do love a long snapper. Oh, I do. I'm friends with many. Most important position on the field, yeah. right, Chandler? That's right. Who's this year's long snapper? Alex Harper. All right. There's a battle, right? There's like three of them. There should be a battle. Uh, they br- they brought in Alex Harper from NC Central. He is a uh, I guess a local guy from Goldsboro, Rosewood High School. He's like the Mel Kuyper of long snappers. That is. Tie, tie, tie. And I'll tell you what, tie. <laughs> Ladies love a long snapper. And we need we need that guy here. That's our, our Chandler specialty. All right, so uh, there's some football news. We'll talk basketball. How about baseball news, Troy D? You got some awards. You want to hear all the awards? Yeah, I saw Cliff was a conference coach of the year. No surprise there. Cliff Godwin, the coach of the year once again. Uh, like 30 years from now, the American Coach of the Year Award is going to be called the Cliff Govan Award. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. If they run the table in the conference and don't lose a game and win the conference tournament, and enough people in front of them falter in their tournaments, could East Carolina find their way in a hosting? Well, a wise man once told me anything is possible, Troy. How about I just answer it like you would? Anything's possible. Great answer, Cliff. Great answer. Uh, but I'm going to say no. Yeah, so even if they run the table, don't lose again. And how many games would that be now if they ran the table in the tournament? Five? Four. Four? If they won straight through? Yeah. So that would put the record at what? 40 what? They're at 38 now? Yeah, so 42. Yeah, I think they finished, what, 38 and 18? 38 and 16? Um, you don't think it's good enough? 38, to get there. 42, and 18. Definitely a solid two seed, probably. Yeah, I don't know that. what's in front. I hadn't really. They did just get back in the polls today 23, 25, yeah. wherever, depending on where you look. So, I mean, they'd have an argument. I keep saying they're really like one extra weekend in the regular season away from doing it. You know, they're going to like fall a few games short, it appears. Yeah. Well, I was uh, listening to uh, Brian Bailey's show at noon today when he was talking to Coach O. Yeah. And Coach O said, that you know while anything is possible as you put it um it would be very difficult to do it because the americans rpi as a whole as a conference is lower um and that would just make things a little bit more difficult so they want to get enough credit for winning those games back to back like that yeah but the run they've been on has been absolutely incredible speaking of baseball i had a chance to go to the uh rose south central game friday night it was the eastern regional semifinal clip it had to be one of the wildest baseball games i've ever seen i don't know if you read up i know you you were busy doing other stuff but uh east carolina was playing at the same time it was uh, unbelievable i've never seen a game with more drama twists and turns i can't wait to like talk to rv again to just i've never seen you know he's so laid back you've seen him before even like coaching he doesn't get in there was a moment in the game rv was coaching uh, on first base and he's jumping i've never seen him jumping up and down he was so irate with something that had happened on rv field on rv field jumping up and down i'm telling you like the high, i'm like i didn't even know he could jump that high 
it was incredible. But uh, what a game. Congratulations to the uh, Falcons who ended up pulling off in 11 innings. By the way, the game should end in seven. They went 11. Yeah. Uh, but it was just an absolute back-and-forth battle. And then almost a brawl at the very end at the line where they're shaking hands. Oh, boy. It was oh, it, They somehow averted it, but, man, it almost... Troy D was there rolling video just in case. It looked like it could have been a, it was a recipe. There was so much junk being talked back and forth. I thought there was going to be a brawl in the game, not at the end where they're shaking hands. It wouldn't be the first time that South Central was in a post-game uh, brawl because, or maybe like a scuffle. Yeah, yeah. Because was it a few years ago? It was Conley and Central that almost went at it after one of their football games. Yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, if you were there, you know what I'm talking about. But it was just a wild baseball game. 11 innings? Yeah. Good gracious. Sorry, I just wanted to give a couple local high school teams a shout out. Shout out to the uh, the Falcons. Back to the awards, Troy D. Yes, sorry. Carter Spivey. Is that why you gave me the side eye? No, I was, oh, just, I, I was just making sure you were done. Yeah, okay. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. We have so many awards. Go on. I've barely gotten started. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Carter Spivey in 2019 had made seven appearances for East Carolina and his ERA let me make sure I get it right because over the weekend I gave some false information and thank you for retweeting that and trusting me that I would know what I'm talking about when I said East Carolina was 60 and 12 the last three years actually 60 and 16 was the record his ERA was guess you won't be getting Tom McClellan's job I will not I was in the running and they have thrown away my resume can't even keep a stat straight Carter Spivey three years ago 19.50 ERA he stuck with it didn't quit didn't leave just worked harder And this year, Troy, the AAC Pitcher of the Year. Wow. Love stories like that. That's fantastic. Finished awesome year, stuff. Finished the year with a 2-3-1 ERA. He, I didn't realize this. He was 6-0 and on the season. Uh, perfect 6-0 and and has, what, five or six saves to his name. You got that stat uh, in front of you? Five saves. Yeah. Uh, Carter Spivey was on the first team of the AAC along with Ryder Giles, Zach Agnos, and Lane Hoover. Wow. Second team. C.J. Mayhew, Garrett Saylor, Jacob Starling, Alec Makarevich, Bryson Worrell, Cam Clonch, hmm. which is awesome, but where is Jacob Jenkins Coward? Yeah, who, I, I have no idea. Second on the team in, in the average numbers and the power numbers and didn't get a sniff, and it, just, it might be one of those cases where they just had too many Pirates and had to hey, put somebody else on the that's list. That's a lot. As a freshman, he started 51 of the 53 games that he played. He finished the season with th- uh, 328 batting average, uh, nine doubles, one triple, 63 hits. He came across the board 34 times. Uh, and nine home runs for JJC on the season. A phenomenal year. Did they give out a Freshman of the Year award yet? Uh, because Maybe they're they saving do, it for that. Well, Newcomer of the Year was a Memphis pitcher. So, Carter, JJC got the uh, – yeah, he was a Newcomer Position and, Player of the Year. And Carter Spivey being the Pitcher of the Year in the conference makes it back-to-back years that East Carolina has had a uh, Pitcher of the Year with last year being Gavin Williams. There you go. So, uh, man, a lot of honors for the Pirates today. We'll talk to us, all those guys that that had uh, honors uh, that are a part of the Pirate Radio crew. Uh, yeah, who you got lined up? I know uh, Big Hour 2 coming up, Clip. Ryder Giles at 4 o'clock. Bryson Worrell shortly after that. C.J. Mayhew. And then Zach Agnos all coming That's up awesome. in hour number two. And all those guys will be live with us here on correct. the show. So, All right, we need to take another break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour one and then head inside the Delcor Players Lounge and talk some Pirate Baseball with the guys live from Clearwater. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Hey, hey. 
Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We'll open up the Delcor Players Lounge coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll make you a winner in hour number 3. And open up the Pirate Radio Booty Bag here on a Monday. Hey, where'd CJ go? Is he gone? Page no, you? he just stepped out of the room for oh. a minute. Well, I just wanted to congratulate the uh, Pirate Radio Preakness Pool winner. C.J. Schaefer, as the pool went off without a hitch this year, Clip. Good. Perfectly smooth. He had early voting. I believe that was it. Yeah, early yep. voting by my record. So uh, he won the pool. Two wins for him this weekend. He also won our uh, golf pool. Oh, he's on fire. He is a winner. Yeah. All he does is win, win, win. No, no matter, matter what. what. Good things happen to good people. That's what they say. Does that mean bad things happen to bad people? I just said good things happen to good people <laughs> right. sometimes good enough uh is skip holds a good person i liked him good things are happening i always, in the I always got a skip great i thought skip was awesome a perfect six he, and oh he i will say this he is freaking coach of the year in the <laughs> usfl right now i'm gonna go ahead and call it right now six and oh troy d yeah. after six games the birmingham stallion so skip holds uh getting it done on his home field uh every weekend cj's back did you uh, am i right you won cj according to my records correct the preakness pool i wanted to congratulate you didn't even know? Oh, he knew. Oh, did you know? He knew. Did, I'm still undefeated in pools. I'm going to carry this yeah. around forever. Clip, how are we doing at NASCAR? Uh, Ryan Blaney won. That's We're even. Okay. So I was hoping was, you uh, would owe me, so I was going to have you pay <laughs> CJ on my behalf. And we'll get into it. It was somewhat uh, controversy last night, right? Yeah. I was. Well, I was going to ask. It's an all-star race. You're all counting that still? See, so usually yeah. we don't do the all-star race, yes, but we, we didn't do. clarify. You say that every year. So we'll do it. There's always a winner. So, yeah, we count it. Okay. We, we, we Fair enough. That's fine. Yeah. You know, let's let it ride. And then if you owe me 10 next week, I want you to pay CJ on my behalf. All right. And if I win, you can pay us both. <laughs> That's true. That's right. If you win, I owe you each. All right. yeah. Is that cool, CJ? Fair enough. Where That's, are what, we, they? That's what we call gambling, son. Do you know where they are next week, CJ? Charlotte. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, It's the, they run Sunday night. You say you're going? for the? Yes, I will be there. All right. Awesome. Aren't they running Sunday night under the lights? Yeah, yeah the from longest Memorial race Day. of the year. I always like that because it doesn't – usually by Sunday I'm kind of half-tired anyway from the weekend. And even if you get in like it. 11 o'clock it seems like the race is still on yeah it's a late one you know so i'll usually catch the last uh, 20 laps or so no matter what all right troy a uh, couple of questions so i didn't reach out to the audience we're, we're not going to have as much time today with the players since they're in Clearwater. yeah but i do have a few off not as much questions. time for his monkey business that is correct yeah uh um, we got to be in uh postseason mode here clip we can't be goofing around on that, i don't want losses blamed on clip if clip didn't ask stupid questions these guys would insert you know what on that note though we can't t- say that I'm doubting the team because that's bad. I can't talk about Zach Agnos having an on-base streak because that jinxes it. Mm-hmm. So really, you're down to just these silly questions. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, true. 
I can only talk about non-baseball things. I did see Holton Aylers at the Hurricanes game, and I thought yep. I saw your tweet says, now someone's going to call the fifth quarter. Oh, yeah. That damn QB1 did spend so much time in Raleigh at Hurricane games. Maybe we would have won this game. Maybe he'd be a little better quarterback. <laughs> yeah. It's local hockey, bud. <laughs> yeah, that was Morgan's response. Oh, also funny. said that uh, when the Hurricanes won their last Stanley Cup, Holton Aylers was a freshman at East Carolina. A freshman. A freshman. Yeah. That's a pretty good one, too. Uh, Troy D, if you uh, you can only eat one food item every day for uh, for a year, what would be your food Tuna. item? Tuna. Tuna steak. All right. Yep. You were ready for that one. Yeah, I could eat tuna every tuna. day. Tuna. Tuna. Not uh, tuna salad. I'm talking the real deal. Yeah. Tuna Probably form. yellowfin tuna. All right. You're in. All right. Uh, so Good this... quality tuna clip. Jesus Christ. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Period. Yeah. Period. You done? I uh, saw this one. So you have to do one of these items. I can't even see it. It's just, the picture <laughs> looks funny to me. I can't even read what it is. It's making me laugh. All right. You have to fight an orangutan with a sword once a year. All so right. this is for the rest of your life, once a year. How big is the orangutan? Average size? Yeah, average. Average. All right. Or you have to fight a chicken every time you get into your car. I, I am doing the orangutan. That's easy with a sword. And it's just once a year. Yeah, I just have to slice and dice that thing once a year. I can't deal with the chicken it's every like time. It's like the Super Bowl. Yes, I, I can't. I get my car ten times a day. Right, that's not I just one time. Yeah, I can't fight a chicken ten times. Eventually, you're going to be tired. The chicken's going to get you. <laughs> and I mean, chicken's got a beak, man. Yeah, you'd be doing a lot of walking or... Uh, yeah, I'm just ta- staying home. I'm taking my chances with the orangutan once a year, and I can right. get mentally ready for that. There you go. Yeah. Ask an answer. What about well, you? You know, my first thought was I, chicken. You don't strike me as a chicken guy. But I didn't really think about how many times you get into your car. You don't just I mean, do it one or two times a day. Hundreds of times. You've been yeah. fighting a chicken hundreds of times during the year. you got to go to the grocery store. That You're getting in and out of And then of you're the thinking fair. twice before you even want to get in the car now. Just think how mad that chicken's going to be when you go buy chicken from the grocery store. It's embarrassing to be seen being fighting with the chicken in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'll Did be right there. you have to kill the chicken every time? Like, Are you guys ready to go? I, uh, I would assume all these fights are to the death. Yeah. I mean, I got to go pick my kids up at school. Hold on. I got to go kill this chicken I first. I got to beat up this chicken. <laughs> Mike P says uh, he's no longer known as Troy D. He is now Big Tuna. Yeah. It's like uh, The Office when... Uh, What's the guy? He calls Jim Tuna every day. Tuna. 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 All right, Tuna. We'll see you. Uh, well, Is this hey. It? No other questions? No, that's it. Oh, those were good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see you Thursday, but Troy, just for, uh, I'm for all the Troy D I got, fans. I got a bonus day clip. And for Mike Schwartz, you'll be back tomorrow. Thursday, 3 o'clock, hour one, as we like to call it. We've got a uh, fun announcement. Wait, 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 wait. You said Thursday. I'm sorry. Thursday, you'll be here at 5 o'clock. Yeah, 5 o'clock. Yes. That would be hour three. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday hour at the 3 p.m. hour, the first day. Open the show with yes. LRB. Yes. Tuesday at 3, hour one. All right. We've got a fun announcement to make concerning the Pirate Radio fo- football kickoff party. Which I love and I'm excited about. Which is back, by the way, in case you have not heard. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, Bud Light, by the way. Bud Light. Yeah. All right, so we'll see you uh, Tuesday at 3. Sounds good. All right. See you tomorrow. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll hook up with Ryder Giles live from Clearwater, Florida. That's on the way on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and your GUC, and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Barat. All righty. Pirate pitcher, infielder, utility extraordinaire, Ryder Giles is on line one, Shirley Rhodes, if you could pump him up, and we can get him on the program and go inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Brought to you by Delcor, your service professionals. Call Delcor, 321-8868. Visit DelcorInc.com if you have issues with your cooling unit. Also, heating and plumbing. You can call Delcor today. Ryder, uh, welcome, man. I uh, wish we had you in studio, but you're getting ready for some postseason baseball. How you doing down there in Florida? I'm doing good. I'm sitting here looking at some blue water, so I'm, I'm doing pretty good. That you are. Uh, that, that does sound good. And congratulations, Ryder on uh being first team all aac this year and awesome accomplishment for you and cliff godwin joined us last monday Ryder, before we talk with you and he loves the the selflessness and you are the maybe the definition of that going from starting shortstop for all those years to uh they needed you on the mound this year and you came through and uh it shows the selflessness you have the the team first mentality that you have was that ever and, and I don't think you ever questioned it, Ryder, but, I mean, was it tough for you to take a back seat when it came to hitting and playing in the field to to being a pitcher, or is that something you just said, all right, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it? Yeah, um, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, I enjoy pitching, and, um, you know, that's kind of how it all happened. It was it was really fast, so I, I didn't really have uh, much time to think about it. Um if you remember, I started the the UNCW game on Tuesday, and then um, then we played VCU that weekend, and I I played short on Friday, and then started on the mound on Saturday. And um, after that, I mean, my arm just needed a break, so I, I didn't play the next couple games, and then you know just kind of fell into that uh, you know the, the rotation and um, that uh, schedule and. Um, I mean, really haven't thought too much about it and, um, you know, just try to make the most of, uh, the most of it. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, things could always, uh, be worse. I mean, obviously I want to play, but, um, I mean, we're, we've won 14 games in a row. We won the AAC, um, 20 games in conference play. So, I mean, I, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I love to win, and um, you know whatever uh, whatever you got to do to do that is uh, kind of the mindset we all have. And now, Ryder, uh, forever and ever, Amen. When we look at all conference pitchers, it's Gavin Williams, Jake Agnos, Evan Krasinski, Ryder Giles. It's a pretty good list to be with, right? Flame throwers. <laughs> exactly. What do they all have in common? Just dominant, dominant flame throwing pitchers. That's uh that's stuff to tell your kids and grandkids about one day, Ryder. That's good stuff. Yes. 
Especially when I see uh, Gavin Williams and those guys <laughs> pitching on TV with him. So yeah, yeah, you're you are that guy, but you're the same guy. Spider Man meme. Y'all are pointing at each other. Uh, Ryder Giles joining us. Ryder, uh, you got some work in. I know earlier today, Cliff Godwin said on the Brian Bailey show, it was pretty quick, right? I think you said you, you did some hitting on an auxiliary field and then were able to to take some infield, things like that. So uh, how did uh, practice go for you guys today? Yeah, it was quick. Um, you know, they have all those backfields back there behind the uh, behind the main field. So uh, we rolled in, I think, I think uh, I don't know who was on the main field finishing up, but we uh, you know stretched, took DP back there, and then um, walked over to the uh, the game field and uh, took some ground balls, some pop flies, all that good stuff, just kind of get acclimated. Um, but yeah, it was super quick. Uh, I think we have like an hour and fifteen minutes allotted for each team, and uh, they're pretty strict about it. So um, yeah, it was a good, uh, nice, quick little practice day. And a quick turnaround. You guys did play on Saturday, so Sunday uh, you make the travel. Monday you practice, then it's right back on the field. Do you do you like that quick turnaround? Get right back out there, try to keep this win streak going. Yeah, especially when you're hot, it's nice to uh, you know get right back out there. You don't want really uh, too much time to think about it. Um, so I think the uh, you know the the travel moving moving the the weekend up last weekend, and then you know the travel day, the practice day. And, uh, I think it's a good little schedule, and uh, you know I think we're uh, excited to keep uh, keep it going and get back out there. Ryder Giles joining us, and uh, we don't have as long as we usually do on Monday, so a couple of quick questions here, and then uh, we'll talk golf, and then we'll let you go. Uh, <laughs> Ryder, I saw this one on uh, online today. If you could eat one food item every day for a year, you could only eat one. Uh, what would it be? Wow. Um, I would, I would say I would go, uh, crab legs. That's my, uh, that would be my thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fine dining there. I like it. Uh, I haven't had crab legs in a while. That'd be good. That's good it's stuff. so good. All right. Uh, and then the question of the millennium, um, if you had to fight and you have to do one of these two things, fight an orangutan with a sword once a year you only have to do it once a year for the rest of your life or you have to fight a chicken every time you get in your car which one would you take well it's a good thing i think about that every day actually <laughs> um i would definitely fight the orangutan once a year all right go ahead and get it out of the way one go ahead and do it january 1st and then your years your years clear so yeah well i'd probably wait till january 2nd to do it but um <laughs> The, uh, hey, you're the one that's thought about this, so yeah, I'll let you answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the amount of times you know you get up, uh, you, you go get some food or go to practice, right? That's too, too many times to you know be messing with a little pesky chicken. So good call, good point, Ryder. You're good at answering those. Um, what's going on with your golf picks, man? Well, they both made the cut this time. True, which is a step up from uh, from my Masters picks. All right, so yeah. I like that bright side, getting better, get you know. Right, right, and I think if I remember correctly, when we were uh, off the air last week, I told you Justin Thomas was going to win, but you were like, "No, you're full of it." Do you remember that or no? I don't remember that at all, but you have a better memory than I do, so yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> now I'm going to start recording just from when you walk in the door to when you leave, so we won't leave any. You know, if that actually happened, we'll have it next time. 
I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> Ryder, good stuff, man. Once again, congratulations on the first team all AAC honors. Good luck in Clearwater, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you next Monday. We'll find out where you guys will be playing some uh, regional baseball. It'll be fun stuff. Yep, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. There is Ryder Giles joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. So I got bryson at 415 show let's go and take a break we'll do bryson whirl and cj mayhew in our next segment here on pirate radio live as we go inside the delcor players lounge and talk to the guys after a fantastic regular season now it's postseason time talk to bryson and cj when we return after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call, uh, call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Our players are not in studio today because they are at Clearwater in Clearwater, Florida for the American Athletic Conference Baseball Tournament. Joining us now, Pirate center fielder Bryson Worrell. He's the reigning AAC Player of the Week. He has also been named second team all-conference in 2022. Bryson, I know you don't care about that stuff, but congratulations. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, how you doing today, man? Uh, doing great. I appreciate you. Yeah, and, and you see those awards, Bryson. You at least crack a smile, right? It's got to feel good, right? No, yeah, you have to. I mean, <laughs> um, we got a lot of guys that were – that were nominated for awards i mean it's great to see yeah and I, I ran over the list earlier i'll do it again real quick uh first team carter spivey Ryder giles zach agnos lane hoover second team bryson cj mayhew garrett sailor jacob starling alec makarevich cam clonch and bryson you've been around a while and, and you were here when carter spivey i put out his numbers earlier today from 2019 uh, he made seven appearances. His ERA was 19.50. Now he's the AAC Pitcher of the Year. And you've talked about when you came in here and, and you know, didn't do great your freshman year, weren't weren't used that much, but you stuck with it. You got better. You worked harder. And it sounds like uh, that has paid off not only, you know, for you and a lot of guys, but for Carter Spivey uh, specifically. No, it's been awesome. I mean, what he's done for us this year has been, I mean, unbelievable. Um, and yeah, it's been great to watch him grow, but, I mean, that's just – a testament to how he stuck to his process and he's worked hard and he's got where he's at today. Bryson World joining us. Uh, Bryson Saturday was awesome. Lane Hoover gets the hustle double in the shallow center field. You come up, uh, hit one to second. You're going to leg it out for a hit. Hoover's going home all the way from second and you uh, you get the game-winning hit on senior day. That's some uh, storybook stuff right there. I mean, that was awesome. I mean, I guess that's, that's Pirate Baseball. They were hustling out to the to the last out but i mean i couldn't be more happier how that ended um yeah i mean it was awesome and once again a great week for you the aac player of the week that the week started with a, a game against campbell uh bryson there was a lot of talking going on in that game uh would you like to share what you said to the campbell pitcher uh after striking out 
<laughs> no, no, I don't think I don't think I can say on air what what I said to him after after that. <laughs> yeah, I caught that one on camera. Was that just one of those things where uh, the teams were chirping a little bit uh, on Tuesday? Yeah, I was getting a little chirpy there towards the end of the game, and they I mean. You're going to have some emotions when you got an in-state rival like that in a close game. So, I mean, it was expected. Uh, Bryson World joining us. The win streak rolls on, continues, and now it's time for the American Athletic Conference Tournament, not your first rodeo down in Clearwater, Bryson. So, I don't know, any, any different feel as you head into this postseason play from from just a, a regular season game? Uh, not really isn't so much different other than, other than we're at the beach. But, no, it's awesome to come out here and be able to – be able to compete in the tournament like this and i mean we're not going to do anything different than what we've been doing all season bryson world joining us uh saw some pictures of you with your shirt off saturday bryson and uh that farmer's tan is next level man you're going to try to even that thing out while you're at the beach i'm already been working on it <laughs> good stuff good stuff uh so bryson what's the uh the rest of the day like for you guys you got uh, i know practice in earlier today hopefully uh, a little spare time uh, how about tonight before you get ready for action tomorrow uh, yeah, we got. Um, yeah, like you said we had practice earlier today. We had um, an hour on the beach that we were allowed to get, and I think we have a team meal around seven thirty tonight, and we have a like a little team movie um, after the team meal tonight. So good stuff. Yeah, you know what you guys are watching? Uh, yeah, we're watching the last episode of the Tom Brady um, documentary. Oh, cool! I hadn't seen any of that. I need to check that out. We watched the first. We watched the first nine um, at a team earlier in the year, and I think the. The 10th episode didn't come out until the season started, so we're watching that now. Awesome. Good stuff. There's the plans for ECU baseball the rest of this Monday. Bryson, uh, awesome stuff, man. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll see you next Monday and uh, find out where you guys will be playing in the regional. Exciting stuff, man. All right. Thank you so much. All right. There is Bryson World Chandler. uh, Yeah, I figured he wouldn't tell us what he said to that pitcher i'm usually not good at reading lips but i read his pretty good that <laughs> night and uh i know exactly what he said and we just never see that out of bryson no. they must have really got under his skin because yeah. he's pretty level-headed out there that pitcher was really just uh he, yeah he was really talking a lot of junk and i guess i mean you have to get to that certain point for bryson whirl and it reached that point because uh it caught it on camera perfect and uh, he was not happy i, I believe after getting struck out looking which i mean it was kind of a questionable call but yeah a frustrated bryson world lets out a uh uh explicit and then big ben uh terwilliger had some stuff to say oh, after yeah. he shut it down yes, in the sir. ninth inning yeah so, he was he was hyped up a lot of talking going on on tuesday uh we welcome on now cj mayhew who joins us live from clearwater florida cj how you doing man doing good how you doing doing great congratulations first of all on the season but also individual honors second team all aac pitcher and going into the year cj you probably thought you'd be closing some games working some long relief uh never knew you'd be a weekend starter and second team all conference so congratulations to you man and uh how do you sum up your your 2022 regular season oh man it's been pretty exciting uh i mean it's it's been it's been real fun playing with these group of guys. Uh, I mean, especially you know at the beginning of the year when we had a lot of uh, a lot of adversity hit us, and uh, we kind of showed that you know that um, that we can push through that and uh, you know keep moving forward. CJ, you were a guy that came in and had some immediate success. It hasn't been all roses for you, but you, you came on pretty strong as a freshman. We were talking about Carter Spivey a moment ago, AAC Pitcher of the Year. 
and went over his numbers, had a 19 ERA in his first year at East Carolina. Now he's the pitcher of the year in the American. And, and you talk about as a team, you face adversity. As an individual, I'm sure you have as well. And Carter uh, had his downs earlier in his career. But that's pretty motivating stuff, right, when you see this guy that, that struggled a little bit when he first got here to put up the numbers and to receive that award today. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, I mean, me and Spivey are real, real close friends. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, the the work he put in. Um, I mean, starting starting this summer. I mean, he's putting in a lot of work. Uh, this fall, he stuck with it. Uh, he didn't get frustrated with with his outcomes, and he just stuck to the process. And uh, when you do that, good things happen. CJ Mayhew joining us today. You're going to get the ball for game one of the AAC tournament, CJ. Uh, in some ways, it's just another game. It's against an opponent you faced already. In other ways, uh, you know, you're going for a ring here. So, so how excited are you to get the ball for game one? Um, Yeah, I'm I'm uh, pumped up for it. I can't wait to be out there. Uh, I mean, the weather's nice down here. Nothing to complain about. <laughs> Good deal. And uh, Bryson said you guys got some beach time in, right? Yeah. Yeah, had a little. We had a uh, got to spend a little time out on the beach today, so it's been a pretty good day. And if you win tomorrow, do you get Wednesday off from playing? Is that how it works? I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. I have a uh, Wednesday off, and I guess we win Thursday. Uh, I don't know. I'm a guy, I guess. Well, I don't know. We might play Friday. I'm not sure. Yeah, you you definitely are. All you guys are one game at a time. You don't even look ahead at the schedule. A lot of you guys don't even know you're playing in like the three days. Especially, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I I think I found out who we're playing this morning. So. <laughs> uh, South Florida, anything uh, stand out to you about their bat, CJ? Uh, what do you remember about facing the Bulls uh, just uh, not that long ago, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we played them like two weeks ago. Uh, they're, I mean, they're, they're a solid team, and they're going to come out with, uh, with their best stuff. Uh, but uh, we're just going to stick to our game. CJ Mayhew joining us. CJ, uh, one off the wall question for you today: uh, If you had to pick a food to eat every day for a year, you could only eat one food. What would it be? Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, uh I'm gonna go with uh, probably a probably a nice, well cooked steak. Can't beat that. That'd, that'd be good to have for 365 straight days. CJ Mayhew joining us. CJ, once again, congratulations on the honors you received today. And, you know, we talked to Bryson, and, and you're the same exact way. In fact, we need to have Zach on with you because he'll talk about you more than you'll talk about yourself. But what does that recognition you received today mean to you? I mean, it means a lot to me. Uh, I mean, all the all the work from the, from the summer workouts all the way to the fall, it uh it just pays off and uh man i couldn't have done it without the uh, the guys we got behind me when i'm pitching you know they're making unbelievable plays for me so cj great stuff man good luck this week we'll see you next monday when we find out where you guys will be heading for regional who you'll be playing against so that'll be exciting stuff yes sir i'll see you all right bud there's uh cj mayhew joining us live from clearwater florida cliff loves the humble selfless guys and that was a humble, selfless segment with Bryson Worrell and C.J. Mayhew. You just can't get much out of them to talk about themselves. No. But uh, great years for those two guys and uh, really just a, a huge part as to why ECU is where they are, 14 in a row, a lock to make a regional, uh, regular season champions, and now looking for a ring down in Clearwater. 
Well, you said it yourself uh, when you were talking to CJ just a moment ago about Zach Agnos talking about CJ more than CJ talks about himself. And I think that's pretty much the entire team. Pretty much. They will talk about each other more than they will talk about each uh, themselves. Other than Zach Agnos. Other than Zach Agnos. He'll talk about himself and others. Yeah, well, Zach will talk about anything, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you ask uh, any of the guys that make it to second base and possibly, you know, the umpires too. So, uh, But I think that that's a testament to the the selflessness that Cliff Godwin has uh, reiterated all year long, that this is a selfless team and it's all about each other. And it, it, it comes down to repetition uh habit whatever you want to use in that uh you know because that stuff you know repetition becomes habit and if you you know exercise the notion of being selfless every single day it just becomes part of you and when you have however many guys on the team that are doing the exact same thing i mean you're going to see some level of success which is exactly what we've seen the last 14 games zach agnos going to join us in about 10 minutes from now coming up in hour three we'll welcome on tyler smith smitty another uh, pirate pitcher from years past to talk about this team he is uh, we had him on when they were struggling he said stick with them and sure enough here they are where they always are in the month of may and late may playing for another conference championship and playing into uh, another regional we'll see where that is next monday saw smitty out at the ballpark over the weekend against south florida so i wonder i'm gonna ask him how many games he's been to because i've seen him in the press box quite a bit also saw him when trey benton came and pitched uh for the hillcats in kinston uh he was at that game so i think he's just a professional baseball watcher now it's not a bad life you know if you can just make a living out of going to baseball (laughs) games who wouldn't want that job uh he actually works too but uh we'll talk to uh tyler smith coming up later on in the show brian bailey joins us from clearwater florida coming up at five o'clock more to go on pirate radio live when we return we'll take a look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard and talk to zach agnos that's on the way on pirate radio live back with you after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right, we got a lot of David Price Construction countdowns going on this week. Oh, yes. Tuesday will be 100 days away until the Pirate Radio football kickoff party, which is back. Thursday will be 100 days away from kicking things off at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium against the NC State Wolfpack, which a line is out for that game. First line from Circa Sports came out this weekend. NC State an eight-point favorite over East Carolina. We'll see uh, what that line does between now and and uh, late August, early September. 
uh so uh yeah we'll be counting those down this week that is exciting stuff hitting some milestone numbers uh we won't be here friday or next monday we'll have a bust of uh for you coming up on pirate radio live we will be out and i'm assuming east carolina will do some sort of watch party to find out what regional they're going to be in next monday if not we'll uh hook up with them and certainly have some audio video for you out on our social media site so we'll uh, be on the lookout for that coming up next monday let's look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck canes fall on the road which is uh what they do unfortunately they can't win away from pnc arena canes lead the series two games to one against the rangers but lost three to one yesterday game four of that series coming up on tuesday night at madison square garden they have a face-off time for canes rangers game five thursday night at pnc arena it'll be seven o'clock coming up tonight in hockey weird scheduling quirk here the lightning and panthers played game three yesterday they're going back to back they're going to play again tonight the panthers are probably happy about that so they can go ahead and get this thing over with because they are uh trailing three nothing in their series to tampa bay lightning can go and wrap it up tonight seven o'clock on tnt and the avalanche have a two to one series lead over the blues game four coming up tonight in st louis 9 30 on tnt in hoops it'll be miami and boston miami really controlled game three in boston celtics made a furious rally in that game was Miami about like 26 at one point or something like that? And then the Celtics came back, cut it to one, I believe, late in the fourth. But I don't know if they ever took a lead. Miami uh, with a 2-1 series lead in that series over the Boston Celtics with Game 4 coming up tonight, 8.30 on ABC. And then tomorrow night, it'll be the Warriors trying to sweep the Mavericks. Golden State up 3-0 in their series against Dallas. That'll be 9 o'clock coming up tomorrow night on TNT. You like you wanted to say something, but you didn't. No, I'm good. Uh, game four tonight in Boston. Who do you got? Uh, I like the home team. I like the back against the wall Celtics tonight. Yeah, I like the home team, and uh, I believe they have they, – they got Marcus Smart back. They got um, Horford back. And, uh, yeah, I like them at home. Give me – and that, that would even the series? Yep. Yeah, I think they'll even the series tonight in Boston. And good grief. The Celtics are seven-point favorites tonight. It's a little uh, too rich like, for my I blood. Like, I don't like that. <laughs> but uh, I like the Celtics. I don't like the line. Uh, there have been blowouts in this postseason. Maybe tonight's the night Boston uh, takes care of business at home and sends it back to Miami tied at two games apiece. Really wish I'd have put in that Warriors future like i talked about because they are clearly the odds on favorite to win it all right now yeah so and they're staring a, a sweep right in the face to head into uh the finals that is correct so uh that's what's going on on the uh, buccaneer music all scoreboard presented by the buck coming up tomorrow we'll be watching some pirate baseball to kick off our show first game 9 a.m in the morning uh there in clearwater second game's like 37 minutes after game one so let's say that one goes three hours. Uh, East Carolina maybe starting in the 12 o'clock hour, maybe closer to 1 o'clock. And uh, we'll be talking about that one and uh, following along on our show coming up tomorrow. Yep, can't wait. You can't wait for a lot of stuff. Have you notice that? 
Yeah, You're I'm, very I'm impatient. Very impatient. Very impatient person. You're gonna have to wait, Chandler. I can't wait to talk to Zach Agnos. Well, right guess now. what? You don't have to wait anymore because Zach Agnos joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Brought to you by Delcor. If you need heating, cooling, plumbing repair, you can go online delcorinc.com, and the service professionals will take care of you. Zach, congratulations on a great regular season, man! Congratulations on the honors you received today. First team All AAC. Uh, pretty cool stuff, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I appreciate it, Clip. And you know, um, about halfway through the season, a lot of people probably wouldn't imagine we'd be in this uh, spot. So. It's uh, pretty special, and uh, it's exciting for all my teammates and coaches and staff because uh, none of us would be where we were if it wasn't for um, each and every one of them. So uh, it's been an awesome regular season, and it's uh, it sure hasn't been a normal one, but it's been worth it. Well, Zach, I also want to congratulate you on a three-game on-base streak. That's a uh, that's a big accomplishment, and I wanted to be the first to congratulate you. Are you going to jinx me again? <laughs> see here's the problem i can't say that well i don't know i don't think this pirate i I can't say anything negative about you guys i can't talk about your hitting streaks like i can't i can't say anything we're making we're making your job tough (laughs) i i guess i did jinx and i go took a little blame for it but we did focus probably too much on the 26 game on base streak last week because the very next game you came out and didn't get on base so it's all good. It happens. <laughs> it's uh, it's part of baseball, and it's all and it's starting a new streak, right? And you're already well on your way right now. So that's right. Keep it going. Uh, Zach Agnos joining us, East Carolina. Speaking of streaking, uh, 14 in a row right now, red hot, and uh, back in Clearwater, where you've had some success down there as a team over the years. Zach, uh, how excited are you to to begin this portion of your season? The uh, the postseason play begins tomorrow. Uh, it's, it's exciting. Um, it's only my second time down here, and it's hot, and it's <laughs> muggy. But you know what? It's uh, the best time of year is postseason baseball. Whatever happens in the regular season happens. And uh, uh, now that we're in the postseason, it's like another fresh slate. And uh, as for us, we're just trying to continue to play the way we've been playing the past 14 games. And even the, ever since we got into conference, after that first loss to Cincinnati, we've been playing awesome. Um but no, I mean it's really exciting. It's a beautiful facility. Um, get some time on the beach today, and um, like I said, we get to good beautiful, beautiful facility in the Phillies Park, and uh, ready to have some fun. That's for sure. Zach, uh, and and you, you you like the win streak? Sure, it's not something you guys focus on, but but it does game to game when you fall behind. It shows that this game's not over. Not only do you think you can still win, you you guys probably believe you're going to win every game while you're playing them at this point, and why not? Because it's not like you've just bolted out the leads in this entire 14-game win streak. There's been plenty of times you guys have been down two, three, four runs, and we saw it over the weekend. And you, when you're in the middle of those games, Zach, you're, you're probably thinking, all right, well, a three-run deficit's nothing. We got this, right? Yeah, for sure. And, um you know, and that, that says a lot about a team because uh, it shows that we're different. You know, we uh, we go down and we don't panic. We just continue playing our game because we really we really trust ourselves and we know that we've put in hours upon hours upon days, probably months of work in before the season. Um, and you know, and, and we do it different than other teams. I know we all say we do, but we truly do in the off season. And so we know that no matter what adversity gets thrown our way, we're uh, we're here to handle it and we're here to. Um, win baseball games and 
like you said, man, we really don't panic. We just, we just, uh, we put ourselves in some spots. Um, I'd like to say this. I would like to be ahead earlier in games more often. Yeah. Um, to save some stress for me and some gray hairs. Uh, but you know what? A win's a win at the a win's a win at the end of the day, and it doesn't really bother me how we do it. Talking to Zach Agnos, how about the storybook ending? Bryson Worrell getting the walk off on Senior Day, and I, that was the first walk off of the season. I, I didn't. Uh, did not know that heading into that final inning or the 10th inning, I guess, on Saturday. But as Bryson put it, that's pirate baseball right there. Lane Hoover legs out a double to shallow center, just a hustle double. Bryson doesn't get the ball out of the infield and gets the game-winning hit. That's pirate baseball, right? Right, yeah, and it sure is. And I think it's kind of funny because my freshman year, we played William & Mary on Friday night. We walked that one off. Last year, we played... Uh, Rhode Island walked that one off opening night, and this year we didn't walk off a game until the last game of the season. Wow, yeah. But um, anyway, that is pirate baseball. You know, Hoover's just uh, can't really say a whole lot about that guy because see how you can see when he plays, he just goes after it, balls to the wall, twenty four seven, and uh, you know I don't know how many people score from second base on a ball hitting the infield. So. <laughs> That was awesome stuff. Zach Agnos joining us. Zach, last week you said Bryson World doesn't get upset unless you talk about the weight room. Is that what that uh, Campbell pitcher was talking about when Bryson got so mad on Tuesday? I've never seen him that upset before. Yeah, you know what? I actually am an elite lip reader, and uh, he did say that he had small biceps, and that's why Bryson got upset. That's great stuff. Uh, Bryson did not want to share uh, anything about that exchange, but there was some uh, little talking going on between you and the Camels last Tuesday, it looked like. Uh, yeah. It, it, that's. Uh, I mean, we tried to talk to the team beforehand, say that they're going to run their mouths, because they always do. I mean, uh, when we played them, that's their World Series. Um, and, you know what, we're, I mean, we handle it. We, we try to handle ourselves with class, but you know, I mean, I'm a firm believer if they uh, they started, then they better be able to take some back. But we we really don't we really don't talk a lot of crap. We don't we really try not to. Um, the only reason I would is just because you know it's my teammates, and and if I was talking crap to me, I hope my teammates wouldn't. I know they would, but. Uh, yeah, those games get a little chirpy. We'll just say that. we'll leave it at that. And Zach, you uh, you get animated after a a hit. You'll give a little sign. A double, you'll get fired up. And then the most electric play in baseball when Agnos hits a triple, you're right there on top of the dugout. Uh, that's got to be a good feeling, right? Because uh, you've done that a few times this year. Yeah, I mean it, the triple was. Uh, I got a lot, I got pretty animated just because we needed it. Um, I don't remember the score. I want to say it was like four to one or something, or four two or something. I think it was four to one, um, but uh, yeah, and and it was just you know trying to get the energy back in our dugout, get a little momentum, and then you know me and Hoover try to set tones. We talk about it before a game that me and him need to be the guys that go, and everybody else will follow. I mean, obviously you got JC and Bryson who are huge contributors, and I think everybody contributes just as much. But um, you know we talk about just setting the tone, bringing energy because uh, we we can be really contagious with that, and um, yeah, it's awesome. You know, I'm right on top of the dugout. And, Coach Gowan, you know, Coach Gowan gets pretty emotional. Yeah. And uh, so I'll show some emotion, and then the dugout gets crazy, and then I'll score. We'll get in the dugout. We'll start feeling good about ourselves, and then we roll. No doubt. It's contagious. Zach Agnos joining us. Zach, uh, Robert had 
a couple of questions you've addressed this earlier in our conversations but you are the probably the biggest talker on the team what what are the conversations like and you've said in the past that you get kind of bummed out when everybody wants to bring up your brother on the opposing teams let's talk about zach not jake but uh what what are those conversations like with the uh with the other teams just like hey man how you doing what like what are you guys actually talking about out there um it's a little bit of everything they'll be like hey what's going on man like how you doing what's up how's uh how long was your travel how was traveling (laughs) uh we'll get the occasional how are the girls in east carolina um which i do not answer since i have a girlfriend um let's see i I mean we've got some pretty I, i mean i heard i've heard some crazy stories from people um heard one this weekend that i will not be sharing uh uh, it's a little too uh rated r for a radio show but uh, all right um yeah i mean we just kind of keep it simple we'll talk about the umpires sometimes like they're terrible (laughs) (laughs) Uh, some guys will talk about their own pitchers be like i hate him i hate when he throws he sucks (laughs) (laughs) wow good yeah that's good stuff so i mean it's just about everything Zach, uh, and, and man, you would be perfect to be mic'd up during a game. I don't know if uh, Cliff Godwin and, and ECU would be willing to let that happen, but they're doing it in uh, in regular season games now on Sunday Night Baseball. They're micing up. Like I saw, um, who was the, oh, Joey Votto did it on uh, opening night against the Braves, and man, he was awesome. I, I don't know if you've seen any of this, but you'd be great at that stuff. Uh, yeah, you know what? I ran that idea by Coach Godwin. <laughs> And uh, he said, Agnos, A, you don't need any more media attention. <laughs> B, um, I need you to focus on winning baseball games. So I, I don't I don't think that's going to be in the near future. Now, <laughs> How many times has that conversation happened where, you've had, where Cliff has had to tell you, you don't need any more attention and you need to focus? How many times has he told you that over the last few years, Zach? Um, the first part where I don't need any more attention has been told to me quite a bit. <laughs> But the one where I'm saying I need to focus more—that was the only time ever. Okay, well that's good, I guess. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite story about being mic'd up was Coach John was mic'd up one practice, and then the next day he wasn't. But he was like just talking with us in the outfield, and Amac goes, "Hey, Coach G, you mic'd up?" He's like, "No, why?" Amac he goes, "Oh, you're not yelling, you're cussing yet." <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. Zach Agnos joining us. Uh, one more question from Robert. Now, Zach, you've talked about how you uh, you only get a few pitches when you go in there, so I don't know how many you're going to shake off, but he's asking, uh, does the catcher have the option to change a pitch using the wristbands? Like, how is it pretty much whatever they call from the dugout, or is there any other signs you guys are using out there? Um, usually we stick to AK signs. Okay. I remember, I think the last batter against USF, I think, Ben called it, so I think it's just like a communicating thing between Ben and AK. And I mean, I, don't, I I honestly really don't shake. I mean, I just throw what they tell me to throw and where they tell me to throw it. So uh, I don't know how much goes into that, but I know Ben will sometimes like tell AK he'll call it. So well, when you get in these tournament formats, you're playing a lot of games in a short amount of days. Although if you win, you can get some days off in there but uh you got the old arm loosened up you'll you'll probably be called upon i would think the next few days right yeah i would think so um i hope so i mean i feel really good on the mound and i feel confident and uh you know i feel like i'm a guy that can get us out of some jams and get some innings and 
uh, take some stress off the bullpen, which is huge because we need uh, as much pitching as we can down here. Once again, Zach Agno's first team All AAC, along with Carter Spivey, Ryder Giles, Lane Hoover, and then you got Mayhew, Sailor, Starling, Makarevich, Worrell, Clanch, and that it's awesome. And I hate to be this guy, but it seems like a major omission to not have Jacob Jenkins Coward's name uh, on any of these lists, Zach. Yeah, I mean, we talk about how good J.C. is, and uh, we all think he got snubbed, but, you know, J.C.'s handled it great. You know, he's been very mature. He doesn't care about it. He just says, I want to win. Um, really mature out of the freshman, you know. Most most freshmen will be really pissed off about it. And, oh, I'm better than those guys, but J.C.'s just going to handle his business. He's going to put a big chip on his shoulder and prove to, get, prove to these guys down here this week why he should have been first team. Um, he should have been in conversation for newcomer of the year. Um, but, you know, you can't put into words what that guy's meant to our team this year and uh, the energy he's brought. Not, not, I mean, take away the performance, just the energy he's brought, the, the effect he's had on other people. It's been incredible, and uh, he's a huge part of um, our success this year and why we turn the season around. Yeah, and, and you want to talk about spark plugs. You are certainly one of them, and you mentioned it with that triple, that the team needed it, that you got it, and it's contagious, and your energy is contagious out there. I would say, and it's amazing that, that a freshman can have that impact, but uh, JC has that same that same style, right, Zach? When he does something, when he fires up the dugout, everybody gets into it. Yeah, everybody does, just because he's just so, like, loose and funny and, you know, kind of just, I want to say weird, but he's just funny. Like, he just does <laughs> random things that you're not expecting him. Like, I know one game wasn't streamed in Memphis on Sunday, but he scored the first run of the game and slid into home. It was like a play at the plate. And so he, like, rolled over on his back, and he was just, like, laying there for a second. I thought he was hurt. So, like, everybody kind of, like, got up on the, their toes to see what was happening. And he did one of those jump-ups where, you like, you rock back and use your hands to throw you up. And he, like, did it and, like, landed on his feet. <laughs> and we were all like, whoa, whoa, like, that was crazy. He's like, I'm so mad I did that. He's like, I've been waiting to do that all year. It's the game that they do not put on ESPN Plus. Of course, of course. Uh, ESPN Plus. Maybe he'll break one out for the tournament. Sounds like, is that the uh, the Shawn Michaels uh, kip-up, I believe, is what that's called when you do that. <laughs> all right, a uh, couple questions for you, Zach, before we let you go today. All right. You can eat one food item every day for a year and only one. What food are you choosing? I would have to I would have to go with my mom's street tacos. Mm, damn, that sounds good. They, she, she marinates something. What's the protein in that? Uh, flake, flank steak or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's next level. I'm not going to lie. I could probably, I mean... I love it because my mom always overcooks. She'll cook for like 60. <laughs> so there will be flank. I mean, it's like there have been fights over that food. Let's just say that. Like the leftovers, me and Jacob had some fights about it. So definitely the flank, the, the street tacos my mom cooks. Good stuff. All right. And this one uh, I saw online. Um, you have to do one of these things. You have to either fight an orangutan with a sword once a year for the rest of your life or – you have to fight a chicken every time you get into your car. Which one of those are you choosing? Gosh. Wow. Yeah. I don't... Hmm. I would probably take the orangutan once a year. Yeah. Go ahead and get it over with. 
Because really, I, I, the, at first I thought chicken because it'd be pretty easy. And but you you go to your car, you don't just go like one or two times a day. You go like eight, and then you go to the store. Like I've become a lot of fights. Like I go get breakfast, come yeah. back from breakfast. I go to the field, come back from the field. Just think, after every game you play, Zach, and you went three for three, you've been running around. You got to fight a chicken just to get back in your car to go home. Yeah, no, that's yeah, no, I would never. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what? I actually might change my answer because every time you kill a chicken, you get some you get some chicken breast out of there, so you can have some food for a while. That is true. You can make some street tacos. But yeah, that's right. But I would definitely, uh, I would definitely still fight. All right, there you go, Zach Agnos. His answer is in. Zach, uh, Bryson told us you guys are going to watch the final episode of the uh, Tom Brady documentary tonight. You also got some beach time. Bryson said he's been, uh, because we saw him without a shirt on Saturday after the game, he said he's been working on evening out that tan, because that that was a farmer's tan for the ages we saw on Saturday from Bryson. Yeah, he he needs to work on that a little bit, that's for sure. Um, But... I just, I would just prefer him to keep his, uh, keep his shirt on for the sake of all of our relationships on the team. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, uh, hey, how about go win tomorrow, and then I guess you would uh, get Wednesday off, right? So hopefully, uh, you guys can get a dub and uh, get a little off time on Wednesday. That's right. That's the plan. Good deal. Hey, Zach, congratulations once again, man. Great uh, honors. Well deserved for you. First team all AAC. Appreciate you joining us. And we'll uh, talk to you next Monday and then find out where you guys are headed to a regional. That's right. Sounds good, Cliff. Can't wait. Thanks, bud. There is Zach Agnos joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Um, Yeah, best talker on the team, hands down, bar none. Would love to hear him mic'd up for a game and just see – what all goes on through those nine innings and what conversations he could have with other players and himself and his teammates. I mean, I'd pay to actually, you know, hear that. Like, you know how, like, they do, um, well, having it mic'd up, but, like, you know how they do alternate broadcasts of, of games and stuff? So have, like, the actual baseball broadcast on one, like, split screen and then just one with the camera solely on Zach Agnos. Yeah, and he's just chirping the yeah. entire game. Mostly yeah. to himself, his teammates, to his the pitcher, you know. Yeah. All the above. And in the MLB All-Star game, I love when they do in-game interviews with, like, guys on the field. Well, they're doing that now on Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that has become a regular season thing. I, I feel like one of those with Zach Agnos would yeah. be fun. And what an answer from Cliff Goblin when Zach asked him about it. You don't need it any more media attention. <laughs> go away they got on him because he was talking to him uh, so much when he was handing out candy in the library oh when yeah they, when they do that reading day video yeah um they try to do it pretty quick like hey let them study and then zach like stands there and talks to him the whole time awesome stuff he's been great and all these guys have been great to talk to this year and we'll keep it rolling uh once again no pirate radio live next monday but we'll uh, be talking to the players and coaches finding out where they will be headed to a regional could be the state for lovers virginia zach's home state cavaliers Hokies potentially hosting so maybe uh our friend scott that pops up on facebook from maryland that's right maybe the pirates invade his territory could be could be let's take a break we'll come back when we return double b brian bailey we'll go back to clearwater florida when we return hour three of pirate radio live on the way also smitty tyler smith 
expected to join us in hour three and a giveaway so we'll keep rolling on pirate radio live uh, back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. I uh, really enjoyed today's show so far because we got to talk to Mike Schwartz for the first time on Pirate Radio Live. He was great to chat with in hour number one. And we just caught up with the Pirate players all receiving honors today. By the way, Ryder Giles was first team all AAC, as was Zach Agno, CJ Mayhew, and Bryson Worrell, second team. Bryson, also the hitter of the week in the American in the final week of the regular season. So, a lot of accolades for these Pirates. One really glaring omission, and that's Jacob Jenkins Coward. It almost feels like that East Carolina had too many awards and they had to let some other guys get some pub and some credit on other teams. So, uh jacob jenkins coward will win something by the time he leaves east carolina he's just a freshman so i would uh, be willing to bet on that all right let's uh head out to the pirate radio live line we'll talk more about that with double b brian bailey who joins us in clearwater florida bb how you doing man not too bad really good weather out here and i enjoyed it so far enjoyed your show earlier today if you missed it brian bailey talked to cliff godwin dr gary overton scott rogers malcolm gray you can hear it coming up at six o'clock right here on pirate radio or watch it anytime you want on youtube and facebook and bailey uh most uh thing i got out of that show earlier today was you got cliff godwin to cry uh he was uh emotional emotional about what this team has been through this year with the early struggles and now this long winning streak and once again they'll be playing some postseason baseball yeah, I tell you what, it, it means a lot. You know, obviously he's a pirate. He he went to school here, played ball here. It's the whole tradition and history. And I think really, you know, this is a, a program that holds one another accountable. And I think that they were all holding themselves accountable that they weren't playing good baseball to start the year. And and there were a number of factors involved, but there were no excuses. I think is what we finally came up uh, in, in what he was telling the team. And if you remember, he he. He said two or three times, I really think this team will be playing its best baseball at the end of the season. And, you know, a lot of us thought, well, maybe they'll be playing better baseball. Maybe it will be their best baseball, but it, it, we don't know how good a baseball it's going to be. Well, it's 14 wins in a row, and they're headed to the postseason again. And uh, and really about what? two One weekend, definitely two weekends short of hosting. You know what I mean? I mean, they, oh, yeah. they're a few wins away from being top 16. I mean, if, and you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, obviously yeah. comes into play. But you know, I don't know how much the the sweep by Bryant, you know, knocks them down. I know it knocked them down early in the season, but I don't know when you look at the whole thing or whether they needed wins. You know, at Virginia Tech would have been a big win. Uh, you know, Old Dominion, you know, at Old Dominion, 
Uh, I'm just coming off the top of my head now. But there were some games that could have gone either way that they didn't get. That Obviously, you think right now they would have gotten. Because this is a team that seems like they just go out there and they go, okay, how, how do we need to win this game? Oh, it's going to be a close game. Okay, we got to figure out a way to win a close game. Or there's going to be a lot of scoring. we got to score some runs. And they just go out and do it. Brian Bailey joining us. a uh, Man, a host of honors for this 2022 ECU baseball team. Cliff Godwin once again winning Coach of the Year. And, Bailey, I said earlier that if, uh, I don't know, maybe two, three decades from now, if the American is still a thing, the Coach of the Year award is going to be called the annual Cliff Godwin Award. Whoever they, whoever wins that award will win the Cliff Godwin Award because he has owned that one. Yeah, and, you know, some years you look at a league and you can say, okay, well, this coach could win it or that coach could win it or, or this coach was really a surprise. But I think, especially this year, I mean, there was no doubt that that was going to be Cliff Godwin's award because, you know, the Pirates were so much better than any other team in the American. And, you know, when you look at, at, at just some of the struggles, this is a down year for the conference. And the way they played, especially those last 14 games, I mean, he did a great job, you know, getting this team. And that's what coaches, you know, great coaches are able to do that. Great coaches take all the adversity and all of the, the bad things that happen and somehow turn it around and make it a positive and, you got to give him credit for that. A good example of what you were talking about a moment ago with East Carolina just doing whatever it takes. Uh, a little unconventional. We're, we're going to use a pitcher for two innings this uh, you know, and to start the game, and then we'll do uh, five in the middle. And, and one of those guys that did a lot of that this year was Carter Spivey. And not in the weekend rotation, uh, not even a, you know, a midweek starter a lot. Just he came out of the bullpen when they needed him, provided innings, uh, shut down innings, and uh, well-deserved honor for him. That's awesome. First ever reliever to win that award in the AAC. And, and not only, you know, when you think of a reliever that would, might win that award, it would be a, a closer, a stopper. And, and, and really, Carter was a stopper, but he was an extended stopper, I guess you could call him. But yeah, that was, that was really one of those that, and I think part of it, there, there really wasn't a dominant, you know, as far as that. There were a couple of really good pitchers in the league, but I think just the, his body of work spoke for itself, and that's that's a tremendous honor for that young man. The dominant pitcher was a Pirate uh, that was unable to play this year, Carson Wisenhunt, right? Exactly. I mean, and, and you know, how many teams can lose an All-American to start the year? And then and, and Josh Moreland was going through some issues early on. Yeah. Zach Agnos was in a slump early on, and, and they got it all corrected after that. I, look, uh, congratulations to, to Spivey, Giles, Agnos, Hoover, Mayhew, Sailor, Starling, Makarevich, World, Clunch, all getting first or second team honors today. But uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward hits 328 uh, in his freshman year, nine home runs, 42 RBIs. Where the heck is his name, Bailey? That is a, I hate to do the omission stuff, but that's a major omission, in my opinion. And I guess it's a case where everybody else got on and they had to take somebody out. I guess. Right about that. He should have been, he should have been up there. That's, you know, and, and uh, I've been working on some other stuff and I knew the stuff was coming out at two o'clock, but I hadn't had a chance to go back and get it yet. So I, I'd heard through the grapevine some of the information, but I didn't know the specifics. Yeah. And uh, I'm surprised at that too. That, that's shocking. Brian Bailey joining us. You talked to uh, all your guests earlier in the uh, in the day, Bailey, and folks can hear that at six o'clock on the Brian Bailey Show live from Clearwater, Florida. I mean, is there if ECU doesn't win this, is there a, another contender, or is it going to be one of those years where like a a Cincinnati, the year they crept up and won it out of nowhere? It feels like if it's not ECU to win it, it's going to be some team we're not even thinking about because I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if there's a clear number two in this league. 
Oh, I don't think so either. I think what you're talking about is what you know, the only thing that could happen is if some team gets hot. And the problem with that is usually a team like that, they may get hot, but they don't have the pitching to to, yeah. to keep it up the whole time. The one team that does have the pitching to go through the whole thing is East Carolina. And they've done it you know, all year with different guys. And uh, I know C.J. Mayhew's going to get the start to, in game one. And they go from there. But it's it's really an odd odd year when you look at the pitching and, and what, what you have to go through and where your starters come from. And uh, but yeah, they, they've they've got all the you know fourteen wins in a row. They're the hottest team in the in, in the nation, and they're the big favorite here. Uh, you think you'll be up in uh, Virginia uh, in uh, next week, Bailey? That's what that's what I think. That's what you know. People like Coach O that know all about how they do everything. Uh, everybody seems to be. That they would be surprised if it was anywhere but Charlottesville or Blacksburg. I think the Blacksburg deal is, is just a really would be a great, great regional with West Virginia there and Randy making getting to do that story again and seeing Randy and Amanda, and, you know, and then you know Virginia Tech is the top seed and all the bad blood between. I mean, they, they hate me up there. I'd be fun to go up there and cover a baseball tournament. <laughs> Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, you heard any uh, behind the scenes, any rumor stuff about the team getting together next Monday? They do that annually. I'm going to assume they're going to do it again this year. Has there been any talk of that, or are they waiting until after the uh, American tournament to talk about it? I've asked a couple of people, and right now I don't think there's any plans, but it could be in the works. But yeah, The people I've talked to were kind of like, they're kind of in a wait-and-see type thing because it's, they they realize they they it's almost a done deal at this yeah. as a two could be in as a three but they really think they're in as a two so and and they've done it every year I don't recall Bailey them ever being on the bubble I mean you think about the March Madness selection show you got those teams that get together and they don't get in they're like the first four out and it's just excruciating uh, this year East Carolina's going to get in I don't think they've ever held that. Even in the years where they weren't going to get in as an at-large, uh, was Eclipse's first year, they won the AAC tournament. So I feel like there hasn't been one of those where we've all got together and actually been nervous about not getting in the whole thing, right? You're right. I mean, usually they're, they're a shoe in to get in. Yeah. We've been nervous about whether they would be a national seed right. or not, and, uh, you know, what number they would be. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's part of the uh, – part of the magic of this program they're always there well bailey's in baseball mode right now it's uh it's hot down there in florida it was a little cooler when you were at pnc last week right how would your uh your hurricanes experience go oh that was incredible i'm telling you what that was so much fun that was you know those guys just to, to watch them in person and then the, the crowd and uh it's it's just a it's just a neat i mean i had i had one of the best weeks i can remember in a long time i mean you think about going to, to a professional hockey playoff game one night and you come back and you're covering the east carolina team on a great winning streak and then the next night you're you're covering the regional you know the fourth round of the playoffs the winner goes to the eastern finals and south central and rose put on a classic i mean one of the best games i have ever been to and uh yeah i stayed for that game i didn't leave guys in the stadium until after 10 30 may have been 10 40 uh, I had to be on the air at eleven twenty. Before he was sending me text saying, "Hey, bud, you're going to miss the 11. And I was like, "Yeah, I know." But you know, but uh, Garrett Short did a great job, you know, helping me out that night, getting everything together, and it was it was really that was a, that was that was one of the craziest baseball games. There was there was so much. I was talking to breakfast, at breakfast with Coach O and telling him all these things that happened. And he said, "All that happened in one game," yeah. and I know I'm leaving something out. And now South Central moves on. They got a uh, best of three series, right, Bailey? Yes, they have a best of three series. Uh, and I, I believe it's South Brunswick. I haven't checked the, the pair, but I'm almost positive it's South Brunswick. They have to go there first. 
and then come back to South Central. And if there's a third game needed, they go back down to South Brunswick. I remember uh, I was calling some random Jacksonville High School basketball games uh, years and years and years ago, and they had a road game at South Brunswick, and I, I saw Welcome to South Carolina, and no, no, I went a little too far. But it's right there on the line, I believe. It is. It is right there on the line. That's down there. Uh, it's a it's a long way to go. That's for sure. BB Brian Bailey joining us. So, uh, what's the uh, the plan for you uh, the rest of the day, Bailey? What you doing over there? All right. Well, we got the rest of the day at five twenty. We've got Cliff Godwin on live at six twenty. We've got uh, story kind of showing the uh, batting practice and infield today. They took over at the stadium. Uh, Zach Agnos talks about the streak. Whether the guys talk about it much or not, uh, CJ Mayhew talks about it a little bit. Uh, then tonight at 11, we're going to do a uh, story with uh, getting ready for South Florida. So we have a little different slant to it and uh, talk about some of the guys that uh, made all-conference. And it's uh, it's a big day, big Monday, as we get you set for tournament play. And this trip could be a couple of days. It could be a lot longer than that, Bailey. So we'll, we'll see if we can check in with you again later on this week on Pirate Radio Live and, uh, and talk with you. Please do. Be good. Thank you, BB. Brian Bailey joining us. We'll check in with them throughout the week. Let's look at the schedule for this week in Clearwater, Florida. So coming up tomorrow, Cincinnati Tulane go at it at 9 a.m. Some early morning baseball in Clearwater, Florida. After that, 47 minutes after game one, it'll be East Carolina and South Florida. At 4 o'clock-ish, it'll be Memphis UCF and then... After that, 47 minutes after the conclusion of that one tomorrow night, Wichita State-Houston. So, if the Pirates win tomorrow, they don't play again until Thursday at 1 o'clock. If the Pirates lose tomorrow, they will play at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. So, if you win tomorrow, you get Wednesday off. Let's say the Pirates win their first two games. They would play Tuesday, Thursday, and not again until Saturday. So if you stay in that winner's bracket, you get the luxury of getting a couple of days off. Uh, The semis will be on Saturday. They'll be determined. And then coming up on Sunday, it'll be uh, the championship at noon on ESPN News. All right. Whatever. All the other games are on ESPN Plus. Duh Plus. No, we don't do that. Okay, that's fine. Duh Plus. Saw this... um, I don't. I've never seen this before, in any level of football. Saw Garrett McGinn tweet this out. So they showed a stat to consider from the stat to consider. That's pretty good. Houston New Jersey game over the weekend, and New Jersey held the ball. I don't know what quarter this was. One of the quarters on. Uh, I think it was the first one. First quarter, twenty-three plays, ninety-five yards. 15 minutes time of possession, which means Houston had zero plays, zero yards, zero minutes, zero seconds. It's hard to put up points when you don't have the football for a whole quarter. First quarter. Gary McGinn said, that was cool, but let's not do that again. Sincerely, your offensive line. I bet he was tired. Sucking some wind. Good Lord. We always say the defense is tired in those situations. We never really think about the offense. Like That defense has been on the field a lot. So is the offense. Yeah, I mean, is the defense working harder? Maybe, but uh, and like yeah. those wide receivers, if they go out for a route, they might tap their helmet. Oh hey, yeah, come give me a couple plays. The offensive line is out there every single play, just rolling. And I got to imagine they're doing quite a bit of running. If the if clock like a, is going, is if there. it's a ten yard play, then they have <clears> to, especially if they're going no no huddle. 
they have to run up to the ball. Yeah. 15 minutes. Uh, Tony Dunn said this is some Mike Davis stuff. That uh, time that he just ran and ran and ran in the fourth quarter against East Carolina when they played at uh, South Carolina. So uh, that is a, a stat that I've never seen and don't know if I'll ever see again. 15 minutes time of possession for one football team. Also saw, uh, for those of you who like spring football, USFL's in year one. Uh, assuming they're going to try to keep this thing rolling in the next year. The XFL is coming in 2023, and they will be announcing cities and teams on June the 1st. Will they so, play in their cities? And that's the question. That is a great question because right now, which, by the way, that was an old Skip Holtz line. That is a great question. We used to have that for a return. Skip Holtz undefeated with the Birmingham Stallions 6-0. and They have played every game in Birmingham. Then again, every team has played every game in Birmingham. So I don't know if they have a home field advantage, if they have enough fans to have an advantage. But The games that I've watched, there is nobody there. Yeah, I got to assume that the XFL will be playing in their own cities. And I don't know if anybody's going to show up at the games, but it will be nice to, you know, whether it be a Charlotte team or a Raleigh team, and you could at least have an allegiance to your team because you get to see them playing in your city instead of just your team, your city. They got their your name on their jersey, and they're playing every game in Alabama. It's kind of weird. All right, anyway, there's that. Uh, Shirley, you want to open up the booty bag here on a Monday? Yeah. All right, we'll do it to it. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Yeah. All right, 317-1250. We're going to get the week started off right by giving away this. A $15 gift card to Wings over Greenville. Mm. All right. Uh, best boneless wings. I'm usually a traditional guy, but and they're not even boneless wings. They're, they're more like giant tenders. They are. They are giant pieces of meat. And uh, the Shirley Road Special, the garlic parm waffle fries. Yes, I highly have. recommend them. So uh, plenty of great options there at Wings Over Greenville. What call are you looking for? I'm going to go with 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. We're back expecting Tyler Smith to join us here this hour on Pirate Radio Live. we got a lot more when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. And congratulations to Mark Hall of Winterville. Walked away with a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home, Wings Over Greenville has it covered with no third party needed. They have their own in-house delivery service. And if you want to uh, celebrate with uh, graduation or other events going on this summer, you can uh, order a large tray of wings, tenders, and waffle fries 
And be sure to try the all-new Tender Sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over Mobile app. They're open till 3 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Give them a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live. We've talked to some current Pirates today on the program. Zach Agnos, Bryson Worrell, C.J. Mayhew, Ryder Giles will now talk to a former pirate pitcher smitty tyler smith joins us inside the pirate radio studios welcome back smitty how you doing man i'm good appreciate you having me on again we had you on i guess in march probably and things weren't going great and you were like yeah it's fine relax yeah they'll be all right that's what i said and it's hard for us to to say you're right because what we're seeing is some struggles but sure enough here we are late may pirates are where the pirates always are how about 38 and 18 tyler 20 and 4 in conference play uh been another great year for yeah, pirate baseball no for sure i mean everybody doubted them at the beginning of the year and then like what i was saying when we first or whenever march was over that all they have to do now is really take it one day at a time each series at a time and they did that um i think the only conference series they didn't win was against Tulane. Yep. so i mean <clears throat> they did their job and now they're set up for success i mean they're on a hot streak right now so keep that rolling into the conference tournament and i mean so really all they got to worry about right now is the conference tournament and you were saying uh, a moment ago it's fun down there in Clearwater, especially if you win and we were yeah. looking at it you win tomorrow you get wednesday off uh take a break relax a little bit and then if they win thursday they would get friday off so the better you play uh the more off time you get down there in florida yeah uh, i know we only have i think an hour on the beach but i mean that would especially help with the pitching staff um if we have those days off because i know we had to go back to back days i believe last year and then end up playing a double header and we lost that but that's that would be big time for everybody because it's hot down there too so that could help us with like i guess hydration being fresh for the next game and smitty the the way east carolina pitches and the depth that they have these tournaments where you're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time certainly favors the pirates right yes it does um i mean i feel like we're so prepared for everything i mean we had the four games last year and then we came up on this year i mean all the adversity of they have faced throughout the year that i mean they're built for it now they know what it's like to not have success early and now they're finding that so just keeping that same mentality and uniting as one group and keep going forward tyler smith joining us uh chandler said he saw smitty uh over the weekend at clark leclerc stadium i've seen you quite a bit in the press box this (laughs) year how many games have you been to you think have you missed any yeah i've missed a few um but i try to get out there as, um, as much as i can and then on days like it's hotter to train or something i'll go up there to the press box get the vip yeah, get the vip <laughs> <laughs> have you been in the jungle at all this year yeah actually i usually try to go out there every game um just to catch up with everybody and then see what's going on but i mean i'm trying to I like sitting in the stands more, I think. But and, and when you watch it, like, do you still kind of feel like you're watching from the dugout or the bullpen? Like, are you are you nervous or can, or can you relax during the game? At the beginning of the year, I felt like I was more nervous, but now I'm more relaxed. But sometimes, like, when the umpire's not giving us a call or something and I see Coach Chief freaking out, it's not just because of him, but, like, you got the fans, too, so I got to say a little something. But Wait, are you one of myself. those people? Like, I hear no, I don't. People. I don't yell at the players at all, but no. I'll keep it to myself if an umpire makes a bad call or something. Okay, all right. I uh, also saw, uh, I believe, uh, Rick Benton, the father of Trey Benton, had mm-hmm. the picture of you and Trey. We had Trey on the show last week who, man, he is doing awesome. Yeah. Uh, he is 
hadn't given up a run when we talked to him last week. I don't know if he has yet, but he was. Uh, how, how cool was it to catch up with uh, with Trey when he was in Kinston? No, it was awesome. So I got to see him and talk to him for a few minutes before the game started, and he said he was throwing for sure. So stuck around to the ninth, and then he came in there, and I mean he looked dominant just like he has all year. So uh, I think he struck out the side. Um, I mean it's it's great to see him after everything that he's been through with Tommy John and not having success right away, but he stuck with it and got his arm healthy and everything. So it's good to see him finally having that success that he used to have. Absolutely. He's, he had injury uh, issues here at ECU. Also, going into the pros, he was hurt, mm-hmm. I believe, when he was drafted and talked about how he's come back from that. And, Smitty, we were talking before we went on about Carter Spivey. I love the stories of guys who – don't quite have it uh, when they first get here, and they don't leave, they don't quit, they just work harder, and it sounds like that's exactly what Carter Spivey's done, and uh, I know you're uh, you're really proud of him, too, for what he's accomplished this year, the AAC Pitcher of the Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like you were saying, a lot of people would leave if they weren't having success or try to do something else, but that man has stuck with it since day one, and the results have finally come, and I mean, I'm super proud of him. Um, Hopefully, this doesn't get to his head too much so he can continue to be good for us in the uh, pen throughout the rest of the year. So, Carter Spivey, Ryder Giles. How about that guy? Yeah. Uh, you know, when we Utility. last talked to you in here, he and Mayhew probably weren't even starters yet. Like, a lot changed from February to where we are now with yeah. this team, right? No, yeah. Uh, I mean, Mayhew used to start in the inner squads in the fall and things like that. So, he knew... Like, if his name was called, he'd be ready to go. So, But I didn't expect the rider situation to happen, but, I mean, it turned out to work for us. Um, I know he hasn't – I didn't – no, he didn't – when did he start? I know he didn't start the last two outings or this? He did – this was the first weekend he hadn't started in a while, but he came in. I mean, still three innings, yeah. no runs. So, I mean, he still looked himself. So, no, it's good to see those guys um, doing what the team needs to help them win. Spivey, Giles, Agnos, Hoover all on the first team. Mayhew, Saylor, Starling, Makarevich, Worrell, Clanch on the second team. <laughs> we say all that, and they're still missing a name, right? They are still missing <laughs> Where a name. is Jacob yeah, Jenkins Coward? I, I don't I don't know. It's like you were saying earlier. Hopefully, this will just fuel them in the conference tournament moving forward. Um, I know it happened to Franny last year too, but that's right. That yeah. didn't affect him at all. He just stayed true to himself and kept showing everybody what they were missing out on. I swear. I guess at some point they're like, "All right, we got too many EC <laughs> yeah, guys on I, the I team." I swear that's what they have to say. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Tyler Smith joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios as East Carolina fourteen straight wins, Smitty, and uh, they are just rolling along right now. Does it feel any different to to pitch down in Clearwater? Are there any more, I don't know, nerves or anything, or is it just another game when you're you're down there playing? To be honest, it's really just another game. I mean, it's a lot warmer down there, so you have to prepare your body more. I would say this week than you have in the past, just staying hydrated and things. But other than that, it's just taking it day by day and doing your preparation to get ready for the game. Yeah, and we'll see C.J. Mayhew get the ball coming up. Is that who's starting? Uh, yeah, he's okay. starting tomorrow. Sweet. So, uh, and and what he do they play. They play. I'm glad you asked. First game is at 9 a.m. They will play 47 minutes after that game. Oh, so there's a second game. Yeah, okay. second game. So probably in the one o'clock hour. Okay. If it's a quick first game, maybe in the 12 o'clock hour. But we know how these games can oh, can go. Yeah, they can drag out now down <laughs> in the conference tournament stuff. How about have you ever been in a game in all your levels of baseball, Smitty? Like the one we had. What was it at Memphis, where both teams had a no hitter in the I've, ninth inning? No. Nah. And I was <laughs> extremely upset they didn't stream it either. 
Oh, that's right. That was one of the few. I I was keeping up with it on Twitter and everything, and of course, you got that guy going to the eighth with a no-hitter and Mayhew going to the eighth, and then, sure enough, Mayhew's in the ninth with a no-hitter, but I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad they pulled out the win, but hate to see him do all that and not to get not get the win at all i think cliff said it took two hours to play nine innings and then two hours to play the next four that, that's what malcolm was telling me it's <laughs> like it flew by in the first like nine innings and then after that it took forever <laughs> uh pirates came out that's part of their winning mm-hmm. streak they're on right now 14 in a row uh 38 and 18 uh can you stick around another segment yeah all yeah. right let's take a break we'll come back more with tyler smith we'll talk about what's uh next for this team as far as postseason baseball goes the regionals and uh, we'll talk more with tyler smith when we return after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, uh, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. Uh, First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where, where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We can continue this conversation, Smitty. <laughs> How long does it take for a guy to get called up in minor league baseball? Why is Burley still where he is? Because he is the Babe Ruth of minor league baseball. He got to the AAA quick, and then it's like stalled. Yeah, yeah. and you know you, it's tough to make a big league roster. He went on a tear too again. So. And you were brought you brought up, of course, Trey. We talked about him earlier, but Gavin has been throwing great. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess it is a bit, and it's still kind of early on this season. But yeah, you would expect uh, Gavin, Trey. We got a lot of guys right yeah. now uh, yeah. that are playing great. Washer. Yeah, Jay, he's killing it. Yeah, he is. And by the way, that is not me at those yeah, games. Yeah, who keeps tweeting that out? <laughs> that is funny. So, Jake's girlfriend used to be an intern here at Pirate Radio. Okay. Uh, lovely lady named Macon. We love her. She's <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, she watches all of Jake's games and saw that dude behind the plate. And the first one she sent to Chandler and said, tell me this doesn't look like Clip. And that one looked exactly like me. And you then, think it did? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was like, yeah, I was the first glance that I was like, oh, my gosh, what is he? I thought he's announcing the game today. <laughs> he's over here. So then Saturday, uh, he's in Wisconsin yeah. watching a minor league game. Saturday, Macon hits me up directly and, and says, this is uh, this is crazy. And he's wearing like I love to wear like hoodies and stuff. My man, my doppelgangers <laughs> out there. Have you ever ran into one of your doppelgangers anywhere? No. It's kind of scary stuff. Yeah, I haven't. Man. I haven't. Hey, while Smitty's here, I should. I'm going to ask him all the uh, old questions we asked the players all year. We've been yeah, asking. Those are funny. We've been asking some those weird ones, and I would love oh, to hear your ones? answers. Yeah. So, like, um, where are you from originally? Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. Okay. Is a banana sandwich made with mayo or peanut butter? Peanut butter. Okay. But I'm allergic to peanut butter, so I don't like that. All right, but you're not a Mayo fan. No, I'm not a Mayo fan either. 
allergic to peanut butter yeah. it, was that tough to go through as a kid or anything well i mean i just had peanuts out. total peanuts yeah total. oh man so well, watch out a lot of allergies yeah during the seventh inning when they throw out the hamptons <laughs> farms peanuts <laughs> tyler's yeah, just, diving out of the way they're just like giving the little sign not to throw it towards my direction <laughs> uh let's see let's throw out some other ones here um Oh, I love this one from Mike P. If you had to choose only one dipping sauce to use the rest of your life, what would it be? So you only have one condiment, basically, the rest of your life. Um, I would say either Chick-fil-A sauce, sup sauce, or probably ranch. Okay. And Chick-fil-A and sup sauce, now that I think about it, are somewhat similar, aren't they? Yeah. So... I mean, one of those. And ranch, very versatile, as we know. Uh, Smitty, the sunflower seed game has changed since I was a uh, young baseball player. Now there's a million flavors. Are you a sunflower seeds guy? I was when I played, but I really don't. What was your flavor, your Uh, go-to? I think it was the black cracked pepper. Okay. That was my go-to. A little spice there? Yeah, a little spice to it. Uh, What's your all-time favorite roller coaster? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Do you have one? Is is there like a Top Gun? Top Gun and Carowinds? I don't know. I haven't Man, been I used to love so Carowinds. Like, I, I can't remember a roller coaster off the top of my head. All right, this one came from Ben Newton. This is an inside joke that I'm not privy to, but uh, he wanted me to ask all the guys, will Christian Smallwood be invited to your wedding? For sure. All right, he's in. Great guy. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, this was also a very popular one uh, from Seabrab. How many third graders could you take in a fight at one time? <laughs> What was the, what did the guys respond? So to that? CJ went up to seven, I think. Oh Bryson said definitely more than ten. <laughs> yeah, Bryson's a big dude. So how many do you think you could go? I mean, those guys are big. I don't know, four. All right, four? That, that's a good number. <laughs> you really don't want to be beating up third graders in anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, favorite cookout milkshake? Oreo. All right, easy one there. What's your go-to late night munchie? Um, I'd probably say sheets cinnamon sticks mm, never tried those I have to give them pretty a good, they're pretty good all right uh if you were to give up baseball which now you're in the real world <laughs> yeah. you give up your real job smitty and you join wwe what would be your signature move the rko all right that's a good one yeah i gotta be careful because those come out of nowhere <laughs> those come out of nowhere yeah <laughs> keep your head on the swivel uh would you rather fight one gorilla sized chicken or 10 chicken sized gorillas What did they respond? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the popular answer was the one gorilla sized. No, no, no. It was no. It was the ten chicken sized gorillas because everybody was a little nervous about that giant beak oh. and the feet, talons, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, so the ten and gorillas like they can jump and I'm worried about them <laughs> leaping and jumping, but that might be easier than that giant chicken. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. Ah, uh, this was a good one. Rank these buffets. So. You got Chinese breakfast pizza, and then your traditional like a, a golden corral type thing. So, how would you rank those one through four? Um, I'd probably go breakfast pizza, Chinese, then golden corral. All right, there you go. Those are the uh, the, the official Smitty rankings. Yeah. When you played, who snored the loudest on the team? Oh, Bus rides or roommates, hotels, either, or either Coochman or Sam Lanier. 
Okay. Yeah. Cooch snores because he's it's, that's what old men do. Yeah, he. <laughs> I mean, it's loud too. I have to put him. I used to have to put him my AirPods and stuff during the night. On that note, Smitty, uh, we should be seeing Jake soon, right? I think he. I, hope uh, so. I think so. That's a nice okay. addition to yeah. have postseason. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many innings he's going to throw, but it's going to be nice to have him out there for sure again. Absolutely. He hasn't. How many weeks has it been? I mean, he hasn't pitched since UCF. Three or four? Yeah. Five? Been a while now. He seems like, though, and you could probably say this about a lot of guys on the team, but when a guy leaves the lineup, you, you kind of miss him. I still feel like he probably makes an impact on the team, even though he's not pitching. No, yeah, he does, for sure. I know he started that little ninth-inning song that everybody gets everybody going. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he's always go. having an impact, no matter what. Um, I think I forgot to ask this one to people, but I can ask uh, Smitty. If you came with a warning label, what would it say? <laughs> That's a weird question. Warning. Came, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's tough to think of. Is that a warning label? Mm. <laughs> well, think on that one. Yeah, I, that was a good one. This one came from the parents of Lane Hoover, I believe, Julia and okay. uh, and Denny. Okay. Um, first of all, what pirate ate the most at the buffet when you um, played? Either AK or Smalls, the pitching coach. I think somebody said, uh, oh, no, no, nobody said either one of those. Okay, all right, good answer. Uh, also, who was the most superstitious? And that could include yourself if you were. Um, I know Norby had his stuff that he would do. He was a popular uh, answer. Agnos always, Jake used to always have a certain routine before he started, so nobody ever could really talk to him. How about you going on the game days? Did you do anything? Like, did you do the same thing every start? I mean, I tried to. Some days it'd get, like, switched, like, moved around and stuff. But, yeah, I try to stay consistent. I used to try to stay consistent with my routine. Shout out to uh, Eric Ward and Casey Singer, the marketing guys at ECU. Every game starts at 02. They do a great job. Yeah, they to do that because did you see earlier this year garrett cole was freaking out because the first pitch went long are you serious uh, yeah he was in the dugout like cussing and screaming okay i think i saw max scherzer like a couple weeks ago the guy was throwing out the first <laughs> yeah. pitch and he just sent him on <laughs> he like, just he, like, he wouldn't let him get on yeah. the mound no the, the kid was <laughs> sitting there waiting and scherzer's just sitting there like yeah, he's coming it in there <laughs> Yeah, and you see the girl that like the director for like on field stuff. She's like, okay, honey, come on, let's, let's, let's go. just throw it on the side or something. Hey, time for the big boys to play. Yeah, uh, so Smitty, what was your toughest class ever at East Carolina? Um, I would say probably stats for the criminal justice department. Mm. Yeah, anything number is that numbers? Yeah, it's numbers. Yeah, a lot of numbers. Don't like that. No uh let's see anything else uh if you could only eat one food item every day for a year you can only eat one what would you pick so if i said like hibachi steak and does it just have to be steak or can it be like all the zucchini and stuff like that hibachi steak with the vegetables yeah would be your no your mushrooms call. but yeah no okay that's the go ask for the smitty yeah that's what they'll <laughs> do all right good stuff uh Tyler, you're saying you had uh, a lot of fun down in Clearwater, but you got to win to have fun, right? Yeah, you got to get those days off. And uh, those days off. If you got a day off, beach. Yeah, what do you do? Hour on the beach, walk around, go get some ice cream. Uh, I know a couple guys to think bring like their Xboxes and PS4s or PS5s, so we'd go in a room and hang out, 
I've not played the show this year. You do I, you play? I don't play video games. Yeah, mm-hmm. too old. For, yeah, too, too old much for that. Yeah, too much going on. <laughs> <laughs> too many baseball games to go to. No, but I'm actually going to uh, Florida this weekend. So I'm hopefully if they make it to if they make it to Sunday and go down there and watch them play in the championship. You planning on uh, maybe heading to a regional? Is that going to be yeah, the plans um, for you? Yeah, I'm I'm going to go no matter what. I'm going to try to find me some tickets. Hopefully, maybe Coach G can. Yeah, with that. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll, I'll buy him a hat. I'm sure you'll yeah. get the VIP. No, nah, I don't know. Hell, do you, you could probably get a uniform and just go on the bus and. I mean, <laughs> that would be something else. Hypothetical for you, Chandler. Would you rather East Carolina win out, be the 16th seed, and host another regional in Greenville, and be paired up with Tennessee in a super, or be the number two seed? In Blacksburg or Charlottesville, what would you rather pick? As much as I love that atmosphere at Clark LeClaire in a regional, and we've said this before, it seems like the Pirates, when they exit early maybe in the conference tournament, they do better in the postseason. Um, I would like to go back to Virginia Tech, where we've been already this year, and uh, try to do something on the road. Is that all because you want to avoid Tennessee in a super? Probably. (laughs) surprisingly i mean smitty you had a similar answer right yeah i mean we're hot right now so it all it would just see what happens really yeah. but i mean i don't they have it have us at maryland virginia nvt so it's all up in the air we got to win out first i mean that would help us yes pirates lost to the Hokies earlier this year mm-hmm. their best record rpi wise uh was maryland they played them in the keith leclerc class beat them on sunday didn't they? that's right that's right knocked yeah. them off so uh smitty good stuff man uh tell everybody what are you up to these days tell everybody again what you do Just working i'm actually about to move to charlottesville here in a couple months so good deal but yeah all right well don't be one of those snooty virginia people. i'm not gonna be a uva fan <laughs> what kind of work do you do uh, well, I'm a data analyst, sales assistant right now, but I'm going to be moving towards uh, an account manager position. With Grover, Grover Gaming. Gaming. Yes, sir. Grover oh, Gaming. Oh, cool. Yep. yep. Uh, Smitty, good stuff, man. Appreciate you joining us, and uh, we'll talk again down the yes, road, sir. talk more baseball with you. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Tyler Smith joining us. We'll take our final time out. Come back. You're ready to wrap things up on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back after this. <laughs> You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market. The Dow was up 618 points and closed the day at 31,880. The NASDAQ was ahead 180 at 11,500. And the S&P was up 72 points and finished the day at 3,973. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Uh, Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Wrapping it up on a Monday, thanks to Ryder Giles, CJ Mayhew, Bryson Worrell, Zach Agnos for joining us inside the Delcor Players Lounge. Live from Clearwater, Florida, Pirates will get underway in the AAC tournament coming up on Tuesday. Around one-ish, 
We'll uh, have updates for you during our show tomorrow on what's going on at the AAC Baseball Tournament. Awesome to meet and catch up with Mike Schwartz, head basketball coach of East Carolina. If you missed it, you can check that out from hour number one. And Smitty, Tyler Smith, former Pirate pitcher, joined us hour three, as did Double B, Brian Bailey. We'll uh, see Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and the crew, LRB and Troy D, will be here Tuesday at three with a fun announcement regarding the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. So tune in Tuesday, three o'clock for more Pirate Radio Live. Have a great rest of your Monday. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.